Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 307, recorded on December 3rd, 2020. On tonight's episode, we discuss Doom Eternal, finally coming to the Switch, Fortnite Season 5, Kratos, Nintendo pulling the plug on Super Mario Maker for the Wii U, and some quick Game Award predictions. Jesse, you know what to do. What's up, everybody? It is Nintendo Dads, episode 307. It is December the 3rd, 2020, and baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> Unless you're here in the South, where we're exp- experiencing what we like to call fool summer. Oh, yeah, fun. Now, we Ironically have, we enough, have, we got frost today. <laughs> we don't have... Uh, it snowed here on Monday, and then the next day it was 65 degrees. Wow. So, uh, welcome to Tennessee. Uh, <laughs> joining me on the show tonight, uh, along with our normal cast and crew, is Derek Bittner of uh, Good Vibe Games. Uh, I said that right, right? Good Vibes Gaming. Yes. Good Vibes Gaming. I'm sorry. Oh, that's uh, all right. It's we, brand new. I know it's, a, it's I trust me, it's really easy to say Game Explain still. <laughs> it's still very fresh in everybody's minds. But Derek's our guest tonight. And joining me also on the show, Tim Off, all the way from the great state of industry, Michigan, not Minnesota. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Uh, of course, like I say all the time, it's this is my Friday. It's the beginning of the Friday, right? Is be able to get together with you guys and talk video games, especially when there's a bunch of stuff going on, and especially when we have a special guest on too. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I am. I'm, how are you doing, Marty? I am. Uh, I'm good. I, I told you guys earlier on the pre-show. Uh, there's not been enough of me to go around for work this week. There's been a ton of stuff to do, and I've got a headache. So, hash, uh, hot take here: salty opinions incoming. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. I, that's what happens when you have snow. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what it is. It just set me off at the beginning of the week. Uh, speaking of snow. Uh, from the Great White North, Justin Masson, how are you, buddy? What's going on, eh? Like, uh, it's it's a fantastic day up here in the Great White North. I'm going to be honest, we don't have snow, at least where I am right now. Uh, it's it's hot. It, well, I should say it's hot. It's not hot enough for for cargo shorts or anything like that, but it's comfortable, you know? A little dip in the hot tub outside, that kind of weather, it's beautiful. I'm excited to be here, though. Excited. And apparently, we the rest of us didn't get the memo about dressing up. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is the this is for this is the thing. Like for those of you that can't see, this is great in the Twitch stream. This is a Nintendo Christmas jacket, right? Really? Sent, sent to us by Nintendo. Oh wow! They, they actually didn't do that. I just lied. But oh. I bought it from a shop that uh, <laughs> that I that sent it to me after I paid for it. Nintendo so, sent uh, it to the shop, and yeah, you bought it yeah. from the shop, and they sent it. I did. So they did. Yeah. Matter of fact, Doug Bowser directly sent it to me, signed by Reggie. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm impressed. Oppo Suits, sponsor- this, this episode, Nintendo Dad, sponsored by Oppo Suits. Where's the brand sticker? It's over here. Oppo Suits. There we go. Right? Come on in. Let's let's did, get that done. Did, uh, Hashtag sponsored, not sponsored. Sorry, what was that? Matching pants come with that? It did, and tie. Oh, wow. And tie. Wow. Yeah, it's a nice, it's, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's a nice suit, actually. I, I'm a little disappointed um, we didn't get so. the full package. Uh, <laughs> um, mm, family friendly. Jesse Waldeck, how are you? Pretty good. That's uh, what like she how, said. I like oh, how my God, sorry. I like how you changed the topic on there. Yeah, when <sighs> that 
that month uh, for in Game Explain got also everyone confused. You, you know, the old crew moved on to a different show. John's with Nintendo Life. The guy from the, the now I had it in the head. Now it's gone. Uh, something Realms. So the Zelda channel is now with Game Explain. Oh, yeah, I think uh, he came from Source Gaming. You're talking about Triss, or are you talking about Joey? Uh, Joey. Joey, yes. I think it came from Commonwealth, Commonwealth Realms. Realms. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah the, 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 the big it, hiring process, and it just uh, kind of worked out because, uh, you know, as some of us left, like, only one was planning to come on as just an extra crew, and then as more left, it's like, oh, we can just pull from the people that were applying before and bring in more people. <laughs> so, it kind of worked yeah, out. So, and, uh, yeah, so it's, it's still weird to hear voices on channels that I'm not used to hearing them. I, I can imagine. I, I can definitely imagine. But uh, it's, it's you know, best time to try to set on my own. Uh, well, not mm-hmm. on my own since I have Ash and Steve with me, yeah. but set on a new venture. Got a kid. Yeah, <laughs> now officially it's, Nintendo it's, dad. So there Yeah, you it's been a pretty pretty big year for Derek, right? Like, like it's, yeah. it seems like you've had a lot of changes in, uh, in, in 2020. And, uh, and that's, are you like, how's that, how's that landing with you? Uh, going well so far, it's still a transition state. You know, I, I trying to get everything to nice successful, but mainly when it comes to good vibes gaming, like we have a, mm-hmm. thanks to John, we have a nice head start, uh, mm-hmm. since he granted us his old channel, which was extremely kind of him. Uh, but since he moved on to Nintendo Life, he wasn't really able to use it himself. And he was just kind enough. Uh, he wanted to help us out and give us that boost. And I, I think that's really helped us overall. But otherwise, you know, uh, moved down to Virginia <laughs> to be with Amy. Yeah. Uh, and now we, we got a place together, which was its own stressful thing. I don't know if uh, any, anybody followed that. But basically, mm-hmm. uh, we were said, hey, you you qualify for this amount. You're good to go. We were on vacation with my friends, which we do every year. And, you know, we always, we go to the Outer Bank, so it's nice and secluded. So we were all sure we know, no, none of us had COVID. So we were able to mm-hmm. do the whole thing. But on the trip, we got a contact by our uh, bank guy, our lender. And he's like, so I miscalculated and you don't actually have the house. I don't, we not approve the loan. So we had to scramble to fulfill the uh, things they wanted, like, Paying like making sure to sell my townhouse that I had at the, in mm-hmm. Pennsylvania at the time because I was waiting to you know secure this one so that way I yep. only had to make one move yeah uh, and pay off my car loan like I had to be completely debt free other than this new house wow and it just we kept doing everything as soon as they said and they just kept pushing the goalpost back to the point that we were literally uh, we had. Movers have our stuff packed up. They were in a truck, but we could not move to the new place because we weren't confirmed yet. They just didn't mm-hmm. like they they had one more thing. It's like, nope, hasn't still gone through that you can sign. And so they were holding on to our stuff. And in the meantime, we were just like, what do we do? Yeah. And so we were on a on the drive. Like, well, this is our last chance with the only place that's o- still open at this point. And on the drive there, about twenty minutes before we were arrived, we've got the notice that. We were approved for the house, got the house, and we're not going to be homeless. So that was nice. Wow. That's and, incredible. You know, and that was a month before, a month or so before Kai was born. So, you know, yeah. even more stress with the baby on the way. Yeah. Wow. It, it's uh, been quite the year. Our, our Twitch stream, Fizzy Wig, says, I was stressed out just following your, following the move on Twitter. Oh, <laughs> so, I mean, trust yeah. me, it was something. Yeah. Like, 
like, Amy and I broke down crying in the car <laughs> just sure. of sheer relief. It yeah. was ridiculous. Sure. Yeah. And then, Sometimes of course, that's all you need, right, Justin? Just a yeah, good a, cry. A good cry. Yeah. And that's actually what happens before I start the show every day. <laughs> These guys, I, I just have a, I I just have a good morning. crow. Yeah, good cry. Good cry. But of course, as we mentioned before, obviously being, uh, you know, and, and yes, just folks, ladies and gentlemen, let me be very clear. We are we are not saying that Derek is joining our team as a Nintendo dad. I want to be very clear because I think people were like, he's leaving his show. I was like, no, he's not. He's just no. guest, and he's a Nintendo. You'll get it. But obviously, you're you one month old baby as well. How is that? How is dad life treating you? You look tired as anyone should be at this phase <laughs> in their life, probably. But how are you coping with that change? Also, I, I'd say I'm doing all right. It's been an interesting transition because uh, my my family never expected me to have kids. I'm the last of my uh, I have two younger sisters and they both have two kids. So they, and I think my family wrote me off. So they're having a good laugh now seeing me like, oh, Derek's actually holding a baby. Derek's learning how to change diapers. Like, oh my gosh, he actually looks like a dad. But thanks to Amy giving me some uh, coaching, I've learned how to change a diaper. It's, it's funny how the first like day or two, you're like, I don't want to touch the poop. It's not, yeah, it's gross. Yep. day four you're just like i'm tired i don't care just get in there get it out and you're done yeah. you're like <laughs> yeah. get the kid clean the same was... thing with vomit and all that other stuff yeah you just like oh, okay yeah. clean it up i saw yep spits up on me he's like whatever a just toddler and he was saying the other day his tweet was this it's a full-on barehanded grab the poop kind of day <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. see we all laugh understand it yeah. yep yep now, you just you just get sometimes yeah. you just mm. I, speaking I, of Speaking Go of ahead, jumping Jesse. in and, uh, and ju- jump in and grab it, grab this uh, poop. We've got a ton to talk <laughs> about tonight, so why don't we just uh, pop on over and uh, take a look at some news? Let's do it. And of course, our news is brought to us each and every week by you fine folks over at Nintendo uh, Patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. Almost said Nintendo.com backslash Patreon. Uh, yeah. Don't is go a there. Totally it's, different meaning. Well, nothing uh, will happen. Nothing happens. You'll get a 404 message. Uh, but anyway, Patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. You can sponsor us for as little as a dollar a month and join in to the great community we're building over there on Discord. Uh, gives you access to chat with all of us, including over 100 people who are fans mm-hmm. of the dads. And, uh, you, you know, $5 gets you a little more access, kind of like an inner circle. $10 gives you a little bit more. $30, you become a Patreon producer. You get to come on the show. Uh, so yeah, just tons of cool stuff, uh, going on. And guys, um, you know, one of the cool things, and I, this came back this week after a hiatus, uh, for a little bit is that each week over on Patreon on Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Central Time, you get to shape the show by participating in the topics poll for each and every week's show. Um, and so we do listen. Uh, we do love it when you guys comment and sh- suggest other topics over there as well or ask questions. And so we want uh, to include you in the show in the community spotlight. And that's how you do it, either by hitting us up over on Patreon or sending us a tweet or an email or a voicemail like we're going to hear later on in the show. Uh, but, guys, you know what time it is, don't you? Uh, it's time. It's time, Jesse. Hit us with that sweet bumper. Back in my day. It's back in my day time. And, uh, this week, we are just going to run over November 22nd through December 5th. Uh, 
not as extensively as we have in the past. We're just going to hit some high points of Nintendo history over uh, these last few weeks, and we're just kind of going to kind of go by day uh, and do individual years. And Derek, man, if you've got any memories attached to any of this, feel free to jump in. Absolutely, uh, we would love to hear from you guys. November twenty second, nineteen ninety six, uh, saw the release of Donkey Kong Country three, Dixie Kong's Double Trouble uh, for the Super Nintendo. And by the way, let me let me pause right here and say this: unless we specify otherwise, these are all going to be North American releases. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, I remember I was sixteen years old when this came out, uh, and I believe I got it for Christmas that year. Mm. Uh, not my favorite Donkey Kong Country game. No, I mean, I mean, John has a whole thing about being arch nemesis with uh, Kitty Kong in that design, which is horrific. But um, I, I, I did not grow up with an SNES. I looked at the SNES and especially Donkey Kong Country One and Two, and just envy that. Like, that's the games that made me want to get an SNES. Beg my family, it didn't work. But fortunately, I had the Donkey Kong Land games, and that's how I experienced uh, those three. I, I even Donkey Kong Land three, which I don't remember much of. I think even as a kid, like I'm not feeling this as much as the first two. Yeah, I think that's the thing about the Donkey Kong games. I think you know number three. By the time it kind of got there, like you know Donkey Kong one was or the original was just so cool. Like the look was cool, the fun. Like you knew it was it was all brand new. Donkey Kong two built on that even more so, and then Donkey Kong three kind of felt like it was. It was almost a bit of a cash grab. Like, we know we can get money. We should just do this thing. Uh, so it kind of lost some of its, um, I don't know, hype, I guess I would say, or the the specialness, the special there, sauce about it, there, I felt. There, there wasn't much gas left in the tank. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's so weird that three of the, you know, uh, only one of the three Donkey Kong games featured Donkey Kong as a playable yes. character. That yep. always confused me. It really should have been Dixie and Donkey. Like, yep. why wasn't those two teaming up? That would have been change up the dynamic because that's mm-hmm. essentially what kitty is yep yeah, absolutely yeah just a giant giant babies are just disturbing uh, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. babies are hard enough as they are and then it's like let's make them giant uh uh also in 2013 the legend of zelda a link between worlds was released for the nintendo 3ds oh okay I, saw that I, I have a controversial opinion with that one because i and i get into fights with ash about this one all the time I think Link Between Worlds is better than Link to the Past. Oh, oh, okay. okay. I, where's where's I, our hot take button, Jesse? Get that one ready. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, let's I, let's I, hear it. I mean, I didn't grow up with the Link to the Past. I again didn't have an SNES, so I made it a point before Link Between Worlds came out to play it. I played on the virtual console, picked it up, and played through it. And I greatly enjoyed it. I appreciated what it brought to the table. But then I played Link Between Worlds and it was so freaking clever with everything it did. Just the, the, the world design, the uh, merging with the walls, the uh, story was kind of fun. And there's some minor things here and there, like what you say, like funny how low rule it looks exactly the same as the dark world, you know, it's supposed to be two separate things. Um, but there was just so much creativity there and I loved seeing it all i don't know it just clicked with me in such a way it's it's one of my top five zeldas it's really good you make a good point though nostalgia for you didn't boost it Mm. the first game up for you so this one just is that much is basically a link to the past but that much better yeah because of all the improvements they made and all that kind of stuff and plus the the things that they did in the game i think for me that i love that game but i think for me it suffers because they released it on the same day as super mario 3d world 
Mm. And so like <laughs> I played through it, but I don't remember as much of it as 3D World because I was spending the majority of the time there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really just playing Link Between Worlds to like, I want to, I just want to go play more, more 3D World. But Nintendo is very strange when it comes to releasing multiple of their games right at the same time, especially Mario and Zelda. Like, I think they thought they were catering to two different audiences, but there's a lot of overlap there. And like, I just remember because Andre was covering 3D World, I was covering Zelda. So yeah. I was all in on that game and I oh, enjoyed the, enjoyed the hell out of it. <laughs> It doesn't yeah, seem was, like seven is, years. No, it really doesn't. Right, it but, is in the but, top of my list too. So, yeah, yeah I, I actually agree with Derek. I, I think I like Link Between Worlds more than the Super Nintendo game because mainly I've never been able to beat that game without walk through at the end. The, something about the end game just falls flat for me, and I get confused, and I need to walk through to figure my way around. I don't think I ever had that problem with Link Between Worlds. Yeah. Mm. Well, speaking of Zelda, let's move on to November 23rd, 1998. Ocarina of Time was released for the Nintendo 64. I remember coming home from college my freshman year, and I had this pre-ordered at Walmart and stopping by before I even made it to the house uh, for, for Thanksgiving and picking this up. And it became my obsession for the next two weeks. I believe it. I, 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 my Nintendo gap is SNES and N64. However, uh, I remember the kiosk for Ocarina of Time constantly, just being able to run around a uh, Hyrule field and trying it and being like kind of confused at controls because didn't have the tutorial <laughs> at the beginning, but still just loving the heck out of it. It's like, this is so cool to the point that I had a PlayStation friend had an N64. So I let him borrow my PlayStation to play, I think, Final Fantasy VII while I borrowed his N64 to play Ocarina of Time and just devoured it. So, yeah, it's it's it still really holds up. It's funny how much that game changed what we know of as, like, The Legend of Zelda. But that mm. from, even though that fact, like, for me, it doesn't rank very high on my list of, of Zelda games. Mm. Um, even though it it did set a lot of things in motion, I think, for for other games that followed. I think even, even to the point that it may be a little, I I think one of the reasons I don't like is because I see it becoming a little more, especially through the GameCube era, becoming a little formulaic, like get the Mm. three red, green, and blue things, and then go to the next world where there's eight things to get. Right. (laughs) And that even started with link to the past. Like they were just sort of rotating that idea to a degree. Yeah. Um, I mean, my favorite Wind, my favorite Zelda game is Wind Waker, but uh, Amen, brother. Mm, Come on. Such a <laughs> such a good one. Best Zelda. Uh November 25th, 1994. Uh more monkeys. Donkey Kong Country is released uh for the SNES. Uh are we all in agreement here, by the way, that Donkey Kong Country 2 is the best of that series? Yeah. No. Really? Oh, Justin. I, I've the, never the, played the, two or three. The, the problem is my nostalgia is so anchored. So anchored okay. in number one that I can't look at it uh, differently. That's so, that's the that's the chance. So I'll I'll be like straight honest with you. Like I I don't believe so. So if there was so a two year gap between it. one and three, when did two come out? <laughs> the next Christmas, because I remember getting it for the, for Christmas in in ninety five. It, it, it was an annual franchise for a while. Huh? It was. I think well, that may have been part of the problem works. by the time you got to three. Was yeah. it, when they were trying to make it an annual franchise. 
I mean, it's it's crazy what can be annual franchises because you, know, you look at the PS2 era where Jack and Daxter, Ratchet and Clank, and Sly Cooper are all annual series, like mm-hmm. a new one each year, iterating on it. But yeah, I, I again, I wanted an SNES for this. Thankfully, I had a cousin, <laughs> and I was whenever I went over to his place, I tried it out. Don't know if I beat it there, but mm-hmm. convinced me enough that I saw Donkey Kong Land. I was like, taking that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Uh, also, in, on November 25th, 20, uh, 2008, Chrono Trigger was released in North America for the DS. Any chance that we get to mention Chrono Trigger, we're going to take it. Mm. Chrono Trigger, the best role-playing game of all time. The biggest gap in the current Super Nintendo Online yes. uh, oh, catalog. Yeah. catalog. Yes. Like, that is, it, it, like they, if they just dropped that, that and just said, sure, we're good, everyone would be like, yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah, we're fine. Keep waiting for the uh, the the classic, the 16-bit era collection from Square. Mm. From mm. Yeah. Phoenix. Give us Final uh, Fantasy IV or VI, Chrono. Oh, yeah. That'd be amazing. Uh, uh, just get that, get that collection in there. Um, I first experienced Chrono Trigger on the PlayStation as part of the... Uh, I think it was Chronicles collection. It was foreign, yes. foreign Chrono Trigger. And people complained about that one, but I was blown away by the cutscenes at the time and didn't even mind the load screen, uh, load times. I just devoured that game the first time I played it and picked up the DS version, of course, which is basically still the definitive version of that game because you get all mm-hmm. the cutscenes, you get a new scenario, it ties in better to Chrono Cross. Better load times. Yeah, just <laughs> really good. Uh, this needs to be ported in some way with like this version needs to be ported in some way to the switch. I, yeah. something square needs I to do. I keep hoping that it's a dual announcement. Like here's the port and here's the new one. That'd be nice. Oh yeah, man. If they did something with Chrono Cross as well, that'd be, in, that'd be really insane. But really uh, I, I've talked about this a few times with uh, you know the, the team because um, Ash's favorite game is Chrono Trigger as well. And Dragon, you know, I don't know if you guys have played Dragon Quest Eleven at all, but Chrono Trigger remade with the visual style of Dragon Quest Eleven. Yes, oh, please. My God. Okay. <laughs> I want it. Yeah. That that would be. I now, I would be now in on you've that. You made one. me want something that probably will never exist. <laughs> exactly. I'm good at that. <laughs> uh, December second, two thousand one, Super Smash Brothers Melee is released in uh, or for the GameCube. Uh, and, uh, Melee's been in the news lately. We won't go there. Uh, but, uh, it's, it's been in the news. You can go look that up. Basically, uh, Nintendo doesn't like piracy, guys, uh, or, or ROMs or anything. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Right. Uh, December 3rd today, as we record, oh my gosh, I'm so glad somebody bolded this one. I for, I forgot it in the doc when I was, Star Wars <laughs> Shadows of the Empire for mm-hmm. Nintendo 64. Yep. 1996, still one of the greatest Star Wars games ever made. I have yeah. not that. played it. Uh, oh, our, we have some friends in the community who have been playing it, too. Uh, the bad thing is, is that Disney coming in and, and taking over Star Wars, they officially said this is not canon anymore. Yeah. Which really sucks because that was such a cool... I mean, cool. I'm, like, I know that most, most 64-bit era games don't hold up really as well as other retro games but mm. i would well, if i had an opportunity i'd play this today a lot of the new star wars content that is now being canon is drawing from the old games that were decanonized 
Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, that's a great point. No, hashtag no spoilers. Uh, that's all. Yeah, I'm, that's all I'm saying. I, I, yeah, I've not watched anything of Mandalorian, so I got nothing there. Yeah, well, so, then, well, well, then, Fortnite ruined it for you. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I don't pay too much attention to Fortnite, so I, all I know is the Mandalorian's in it. But beyond mm-hmm. that, I got Actually, no idea. Hey, uh, Justin, you know, I don't know if you noticed my going all the way forward in the battle pass. As a little quick aside here, the name's not changed. So. The, the uh, name is not changed? It is not changed. Oh, interesting, interesting. Yeah. Mm, so, mm. Uh, anyway, uh, also... I if, don't know what that means, but okay. That's, why we're trying to... Bold, can, can I say this? Why is this bolded? 1997, December 3rd, Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey. What are you talking know, about, eh? Of course it'd be bolded. The great one's got a hockey game, you hoser. Let's go, eh? Put the stick on the <laughs> ice and hit who, the puck. I wonder who that. <laughs> Uh, and then to finish out the week, December 5th, uh, in 2005, Animal Crossing Wild World mm. came out for the Nintendo DS. Probably my least played Animal Crossing <laughs> of the entire series. I don't think I spent too much time. I bet I've played less than you. You probably Zero? have. Yeah, Zero. That is yeah, correct. I don't really play Animal Crossing, so that's, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> New Leaf was the, my first attempt at it. So, yeah, everything before that is a zero. I was guys, only interested in the original Animal Crossing when I found out my from friends that it had all the NES games in it. It was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And I was like, oh, should I take a look at the next one? And they're like, nope, no NES games. So I'm like, well, I don't care. Because <laughs> sure, they, then they figured out they can charge you five bucks. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Why well, include exactly. these for free in, in uh, a, a game when we could just have you buy Super Mario Brothers again and again and again? Oh, and by the way, have we mentioned the Super Mario Brothers Game & Watch? Yeah, $50 <laughs> version of the game. Yeah, and in Super Mario 35. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Uh, well, guys, that was back in my day. Let's hop into the big news of the week. Nintendo earlier this week dropped Switch firmware uh, 11.0.0, which is the largest uh, leap forward that we've seen in a little bit for uh, the Switch user interface. And we want to uh, take a few minutes to break that down for you, uh, let you know about some of the brand new features that you could be looking out for uh, and also just talk about our opinions uh, about this. So uh, everyone on the show is updated to 11.0.0, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah, I, so, I did a video on one of the segments, posted it on the channel. Yeah. So uh, obviously, I think the biggest um, addition with this new firmware is the addition of the Nintendo Switch Online button, which was added underneath the game tiles uh, on the, the main menu shows information about what games support the Nintendo Switch Online functionality. It also uh, shows you information about NES and SNES games, which I I was playing around with this yesterday and noticed that games that were released uh, on uh, in your birth month, it will show you how old you were when those games came out. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. So, and, it's, uh, and, and in yeah. some of the cases, they, yeah, you were negative fourteen years old when this game yeah. came out. <laughs> uh, the, the, bad, the bad thing is, is that all the games that came out in my month suck. Uh, it's like the best game that came out in May on the entire list is Super Soccer for the Nintendo mm-hmm. uh, for the SNES. I didn't even uh, look. Not a fan of the old football. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, he's not I'm, a fan of any sports ball. No, <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I've not also, looked at that, but that'd be that'd be pretty kind of cool to see what it got well, released. And, and here's the thing: as you're scrolling down that list, uh, it doesn't actually show up until you uh, put your cursor over that game. Hmm. So it, once you do that, a little birthday cake will appear, and it'll have a number under it that tells you. And then you can like 
you can click on that and it's like, oh, in this month you were, you know, this game released when you were 12 years old or you were, you know, whatever. It's just wow. a neat little little thing. I thought was a tiny it would be nice if deal. if the gift was viewable as you're scrolling instead of having to page one at I a agree time with to that. look at it. Mm. I agree with that. And um, real quick too, that that first one there when Jesse made me aware that we got this 11.0, I was like, oh, we got 11.0. Uh, when I, as soon as I got it and saw that big red button. <laughs> I immediately went to Twitter and changed it and said, this is the way it should be, Nintendo of America. Change it. It should be gray like the other buttons. Well, I, I was going to we come back to that, Tim, but I think this is a great point. Who in the world approved that? Seriously. Like, they've they've talked so much about how the UI is so sleek and fast, and it's, you know, it has this different, you know, it has this certain aesthetic on yeah. all those buttons, and all of a sudden you drop basically what is a five-minute Canva clip art job in there, and what the crap? It's hey, ugly. Are you, are you picking on my thumbnails? No. <laughs> no, we expect better from you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, even like the first time I looked at it, I had to study it for a minute because I was like, is it off-center? Like, it it kind of looked like it was off-center. Like It was kind of like Photoshopped in. Time to count pixels. Uh, so why would they do this? I, like, I don't get it. Sorry, question. Are you asking why would they do the larger update or just the red icon? No, like the like the red icon specifically because like they want to make sure you see it. We're, yeah, we're it's it's an that. attention drawer, right? It, mm. It's it's what's in there. Oh, they want they want you or they want the user, right? Very specifically to understand the value that the Nintendo Switch uh, program offers, right? So there's a, there's a very deliberate reason why a it's the very first one. It's the farthest left. It's the brightest, right? There's a lot of those things. And really, if you look at it, like if you go into it, I mean, it's essentially a web page, right? It shows you what you get. But it's but it, what, what they're trying to do is they're trying to enforce the value of Nintendo Switch Online. That's trying to make me angry is what they're trying that's to do. That's really what they're trying. <laughs> that's really what that's really the point of that. Um, so, yeah, like that, that'd be the reason that'd be the kind of the 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 marketing reasoning for it. Yeah. Derek, what did Derek, what did you think of this, of this update in general? I haven't got uh, too much chance to mess around with it, but I like the fact they, despite the button, uh, unified the NES and SNES games. Like it, it's always felt weird to me that they have an NES online app and an SNES online app. It's uh, online app. It just seems unnecessary to split it up like that. But so the apps still exist. Yeah. But like so, so I so I so so I thought when that update occurred, I was like, "Oh, then they've removed those icons." Do you mean they've they've taken them off the dashboard? Yeah, they're yeah. all there. I nope. expected the same thing. Yeah, nope, still they, there. It's just sort of like now you can get to them quicker. I think it's the idea. I think you, you can lo- use it as a launch pad into the NES and SNES apps, but yeah. it's not a replacement to. No, it's like, it's like a shortcut on your desktop. Yeah, which is you nice. not be I mean, applications on your desktop. <laughs> That's just wrong. Yeah, it, it, it's nice in the fact that I don't have to go through my long list of games and try to find the apps again. But mm-hmm. it's also like could make this a little quicker, and that's that's Nintendo in the nutshell. Good idea with less than perfect implementation, where it's always like, okay, you're almost there, just need a little step further, and. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's most Nintendo things. Yeah. <laughs> so At least when it comes so to that, online. As we as we kind of talk about that, like the, having the conglomeration of games and where the, why are the apps still there when you have this? So the rumor is spinning around that, uh, you know, it looks like more tiles could be added there at the top of that list. There's the NES, there's SNES, and then it looks like eventually, you know, there could be further tiles add to add kind of fuel to that fire. The rumor begins to circulate on social media over the last few days that Game Boy Advance games are coming, uh, or Game Boy games are coming to uh, Nintendo mm-hmm. Switch Online soon. Uh, just real quick, Derek, what are you hearing about the, that? Like, are y'all... Uh, have you heard those rumors? What do you I, I've heard the rumors, but I haven't delved too deep into them. I don't know where they originated from to, you know, determine like because I can usually get a feel of these days whether something feels real or not. Um, the big thing that kind of has everybody talking is the rumors of the course the Switch Pro, and I think a lot of people are expecting big changes to Switch overall, like even like it's the way it's implemented. Um, with the switch pro like maybe now we'll finally get themes or folders and stuff everybody are kind of expecting this the switch this rumored switch pro be the solution to i'm all not expecting this to complaints. have any different ui than the original model no i i'm i'm less than optimistic so i always keep my expectations low for these kind of things because I, i've been around the block enough that they know that you can hype something up and oh they don't meet that well screw you yeah. what one of our uh, old slogans is high hopes low expectations and lately i've literally been going in with no expectations yeah <laughs> taking it to the logical conclusion which probably isn't healthy but it worked well for me i mean that's the thing is <laughs> like when they do surprise you can be truly excited so exactly. i don't think it's a bad strategy it's just you know you, you i guess you come across as a bummer if like you, you don't think it can happen dude it's like well it could but i but don't we, know for sure we've so seen I don't the patterns here up. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean i i you know and i think if they're if they're you know and i we're we're one week away from the like it, it's such an interesting update and the reason mm-hmm. i find it fascinating is because nothing's happening that's, that's the interesting part around it there's nothing around it there's no like like if if this update didn't come out we'd be no bother mm-hmm. there's no significant huge architectural changes unless you're making a change to prepare for something Right. Unless mm-hmm. you're, unless you're beginning to pivot. Now, of course, here's your icons for Super Mario 35. Yay. Great. Fine. That's great. That could have been an easy patch, but there's some, but there are changes like the, how you share pictures, the priority downloading. There are some UI or there's some quality of life tweaks in there that are very interesting. But again, there's, you know, if you look at the landscape around what Nintendo has right now, there's nothing that would align to really do that unless you're preparing for something. One of the theories that I've heard is that like, could we, could we have at the game awards next week, the announcement of, and here's the next part of Nintendo switch online, right? To have the system prepared, you know, you have Mm -hmm. to be right to be able to do this. You have to have the infrastructure prepared like this and allows for it to very easily key itself in. But again, I, 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 this, this could have not happened. And I think we'd all would have been fine too. Yeah. I mean, the thing is if they did put, you know, Game Boy or, you know, N64 and whatnot, people will be excited because it's finally something that's not NES and SNES. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are certain Game Boy titles they could put on there to get people really excited, like the, you know, Super Mario Land 1 and 2, any Pokemon game, and people yep. will go lose their mind. Um, and, and, you know, Game Boy Advance titles, there's a lot of fans out there from Minish Cap and 
beyond. Like there's so many possibilities. Advanced Wars. Metroid exactly. Fusion. Hey, here's Fire Emblem Blazing Sword. And hey, let's, you know, we just translated the original Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon. Let's get the Roy game out there. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, I, you got Zelda it, 25 coming up, so that could be laid ground for it. For that kind of Zelda stuff. Zelda 25, but it's done in the style of Zelda 2. <laughs> I, I, really I, I would be okay with this. That we saw the actually, we saw the actual Nintendo Switch Online NES and SNES apps update prior to this UI launching. Yeah. You know, like there was a there was an update mm-hmm. that brought uh, the 4.0 and 5.0, yeah. Yeah, and it was like they updated, and we don't know why. And then all of a sudden, you have a big system update mm-hmm. out yep. of the blue, out of nowhere. Because yeah, normally, when they do a, a dot update, it's adding content. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they didn't add any content that we know of. But yeah. it would be very, very easy for them to take the current structure that they have in that new Nintendo Switch Online app, or, or I, I want to call it a storefront, but it's not. Uh, for them to, the, I believe the hooks are already there for them to drop Game Boy or Game Boy Advance and it automatically populate that by year list. Mm-hmm. So now that becomes like your one stop Nintendo nostalgia shop, right? Like you can go and see what all the nostalgia you can play on the Switch now from all of these different systems. It, it kind of sets them up for the future, whether that's Switch Pro when that happens. Or whether it's next month at, or, or next week at the Game Awards, we get the announcement, hey, go right now. Uh, Game mm-hmm. Boy Advance games are available on on Nintendo yeah. Switch. Or they'll be available this Wednesday or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think that that announcement of like some a handful of retro games is a big enough announcement for the Game Awards. <laughs> for Nintendo, no. it, it harkens back to, hey, and Cranky Kong's in Tropical Freeze. <laughs> Yeah. 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 You know, and I, I think, you know, when I think of these things, um, and again, we're not saying that, in, and I think of anything Nintendo has shown us in 2020, they don't really care for schedule anymore. They kind of do their own thing. But traditionally, where we saw Nintendo really make a concerted effort to say, and here's why you need to have this system, here's why you need to continue to subscribe to us, is September, right? Because that was when the, the yearly subscription came around. COVID delayed a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. right? So could this have been delayed? And if you you know you run out by three months, well, sure, look at it. It's about three months since that that would have potentially been lined up. Kind of makes logical sense that it could be happening. And this is this is their you know this is where they'll drop it. They'll make some announcements there, and because I think that the only thing that really sold us for um, for holding on was the Mario 35 anniversary game, right? And you're like, yeah. oh, okay, that's like a game. <laughs> There's definitely evidence behind that because all you really have to do is look at the release date for Super Mario 3D World uh, on Switch. Yeah. Push that back three months. That would have put it in, I think, a release of November, which is the perfect time for it. You get your classic. You got your Zelda game. You got your Mario game for your November. There you go. You got your good Nintendo month. Yeah. And that didn't happen. So I think Nintendo was kind of left scrambling for – I just wonder if with COVID – because mm-hmm. what you said is really interesting. I wonder if uh, Mario 3D World uh, and Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity swapped places. Huh. Because a lot of people have, I've noticed a lot of people, a lot of our folks, you know, in our community 
make mention of that there's parts of Hyrule Warriors that kind of felt rushed, that kind of felt like they they came out half-baked, uh, particularly if, the frame rates. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. That's hard to say because that's kind of a common thing in Warriors yeah. games. <laughs> Yeah, I, I see. I, and, but, but I mean, here's the interesting part that might actually align with Marty's, Marty's thought there, because right, the patch for Mario, for Mario 30, uh, 35 came out at about the time that Mario 35, or Mario 35 would have come out, right? The only theory, the only challenge I have with that one though, Marty, would be, and if we're using Derek's, uh, example that we're pulling 3D World into November, you'd be dropping both those games the same time in November. You're cannibalizing your sales. Right, of you're, you're dropping two Mario's in the exact same week. Not a great move to do. Um, mm. So that, so that may be. I don't know. That'd be the, my only like. Eh, maybe not on that one. Yeah, and if, they, gotcha. if they do get GBA games into the Switch, they're finally delivering on the promise they made in 2011 with the Ambassador program on the 3DS to have GBA games on a portable system. Yep. We you yep. get them count. That's not portable. So uh, <laughs> let's let's talk through a few more of the I guess what we might call uh, more minor features. And mm-hmm. I just thought it'd be cool if we like just give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down. What do you think about these? Um, you can now uh, have the ability to automatically download cloud save states. Thumbs up or thumbs down? I think that's uh, that's probably thumbs up to me because yeah. multiple systems. To have it automatically up download that way you're like switching you got your switch at home you got your switch uh light yep. um going on a plane you don't have to worry it, about yeah. it yeah yeah i think that's fantastic neutral i had to turn it me. off <laughs> yeah. yeah neutral of, for me since it's i only have one switch but you know if the switch pro is say tv only then hell yeah i'm going to use that feature yeah i, mm. I think th- th- i think this feature among anything uh, while it feels a little minor, is alluding to the more that's coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah right? it's, it's putting the infrastructure around it. Go ahead, Tim. I have to mention this, and I, I apologize again for you know because I my plane had to take off again, so it's going sure. off yeah, in the yeah. background. Yeah. Uh, I had to mention this because the, I do like the idea of the cloud save states. So especially if you have multiple areas you access your account from, but in my case where I share a game with Sammy. Uh, and he plays in my account to play that game. Like, for example, we let him play uh, to uh, my my wife isn't very appreciative of this, but I let him play Doom. How old is he? He's 12. Let's not oh, that's judgy. fine. <laughs> yes. I, so, I was looking at Doom at 12, so it's whatever. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, Doom 2016, he, I let him play that, but he's, he had to use my account because, you know, parental controls and all that kind of stuff. So I haven't played it yet. He's beat the game. So he plays under my account on his Switch Lite, and if I do the automatic save and I go and I'm starting to – I want to fire it up before I play Eternal, obviously mm-hmm. – um, it's going to, if it carries over that save from the cloud over to my Switch, to my primary Switch, then I've already beaten the game according to Nintendo. So I can't have that automatic cloud save states on. I have that, to turn it off so it doesn't overwrite my save state on my Switch. Yeah, that that, that, that definitely, especially spoilers uh, territory, like I think to Xenoblade Chronicles 2, where they change the uh, title screen depending on where you're at in the story. And somebody beats that game or somebody's farther in that game than you and you're mm. transferred over all of a sudden oh 
Didn't know that was going to happen. Crap. Right. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yep. So there's things like that you got to keep in mind if you're if you're going to turn that on. It's off. Thankfully, they didn't automatically turn it on, but mm-hmm. it's uh, something you got to keep in mind. Because I when I went, I was going to go turn it on in the settings, and I was like, oh, wait a minute, I need to think about this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So here's another one. Uh, the new trending tab on the user profile. Uh, shows what games your friends have been playing by uh, game versus by user. Uh, what do you think about this? Boo! Boo. I like it. It's a mess. Mm. It's I haven't looked at it, but it's like, eh, it's not one of those things. Like you know, you know, here's the thing that I care that about. It showed me the first time it came up was it was like here's twenty something people playing Hyrule Warriors. Here's fourteen people playing Hyrule Warriors, but it's the demo. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, yeah like I, 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 I like, like the data six, stuff. Like sixty of my friends was playing Animal Crossing, and I I put a picture of, in our Discord of like the top six people, and it sorted by time. So like Nick was like six hundred hours or something like that, oh, and then Smash Brothers, I did the same thing, top I pasted top six or eight. One person had two thousand hours. I don't, it was at least a thousand, and my son was in the list at around six hundred. Wow, I like All it. things that are possible. I like <laughs> yeah. the data. I think it's cool. Yeah, Tim put a picture cool. of just... of his four friends who's played Picross. It was like one hour, one hour, three hours, and then there's me. Yep. Fifty two hours. Yes. Uh, the I think again, this is one of those things that uh, is set. It, they're they're showing a more social infrastructure, right? And, mm-hmm. and so there's there. It seems like they're setting up for more social options in the future, like especially because of the screenshots and videos, which can now be wirelessly transferred to mobile devices. You can, uh, I, I love this. You can send up to 10 screenshots at a time, which if you're posting batches of screenshots, you can only post four at a time. Uh, but you can also send a video just one at a time by scanning a QR code, which sets up a wireless network between your switch and the mobile device. Then you have to scan a second QR code this, to get your images. This is such a Nintendo thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Good like, idea, because, bad implementation. Yeah. Like, we should allow them to have easy access to photos. You're right. On their mobile devices. You're right. You know, we should do what? QRC scanning. Two of them. Yep. Son of a... Like, you have an yeah. app. You have an app. Yeah. You can literally move the wires. Yeah. We talked this. about this. We talked about this oh. earlier in the year that they have the app. Why can't they make it easier? Just send the they they want to like do the, the phone Xbox thing. app does that by default. Yes. You take a picture, I, it's on your phone. I will respond as I always respond. We should start a bumper. Cause Nintendo. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah. that's that, I, I, that, that excuse works a lot. <laughs> yep. And I, I think yeah, as a developer and a computer programmer, I think the, the solution is creative. I also agree it's not very practical. Yes, yeah, it basically turns your switch into a web server. It's, it, it's a it's yeah. a Wi-Fi hotspot and its own web server. So it was running Apache in there or something. To uh, I should uh, fire it up again and see if I can get some metadata on what server it's using. I'm just learning about Apache too. That's this is the most Nintendo <laughs> thing that Nintendo has Nintendoed in a long time. That's a and that was a sentence I was said. Yeah, yep. like I, I've done it once, and I, like honestly, I was surprised it worked as well as it did. Especially on yeah. a, the limited Wi-Fi network that I have at home, yep. it worked really well. It was just awkward because, like, here I am and I've got my switch and I've got my phone and I'm trying to 
you know? Yeah. I hear it works. I, from what I understand, it works a little bit better going from to the PC. But I've not tried this out myself. Yeah, because I think the PS, PC is just a USB, like, ding. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I did, so, I did so do that. Uh, and I'm glad you guys brought that up because they've also finally enabled screenshots and video transfer to your computer when connected via USB. Uh, you cannot be connected through the USB port on the dock, which, again, I don't understand. Uh, but it, you have to pull the switch out of the dock and connect it directly with the USB-C cable, which is great if you have a MacBook with only USB-C ports. My thoughts are that they might have used USB 2 in the dock as opposed to ah, USB 3. So that would be yeah. that's a really slow transfer. Not a good way to file tra- transfer files. Now, can you also uh, transfer over your save files? This way you're, no, you're no, data no. I don't think so. because it's accessing the, the data on the SD card, not in system RAM. Because S- Nintendo sy- system storage. <laughs> yep. All And it does it differently, too, because before and I was telling Jesse this because he was looking at my list like you only have like four folders. What's wrong with that? Like <laughs> because I've been transferring all of my every month after the month's en- ending, I take my SD card out or I had been doing this, take my SD card out and taking all the photos and stuff out and putting on my computer by just taking the SD card out, plugging in my computer. But the way they arranged it was by year, month, and day. So you, it was harder to find stuff unless you knew exactly the day. Which that is how it's on. normally done in phones. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but what they, when, when I connected it via the USB-C port, this new update, it does it by game. Which is makes it easier to find all your screenshots and stuff now, but it screwed up the system that I had been doing before. Where you know I would, I had to basically go back in, take all the things I've been saving since 2017 on my computer by date, put it back on my switch, and then bring it back from my switch back to the computer with the new way, so that it would put all the games in correctly under the game uh, names. <laughs> because so, it was incorrect before, now it's incorrectly. Now it's now I mean, it's that, that sounds way. like a very specific you problem. Not, you know, <laughs> not saying <laughs> definitely don't do that, but no, it's just, it was very specific. Like it was like we're gonna mess with you specifically. Yes, they, exactly. Uh, they did. Hey, there's this. They got data on me. They know what's going on. Right. Right. Oh, here's a guy who pulls out his SD card. Let's mess around with it. I think that I think the ability to get your your USB uh, connection photos and videos that's a thumbs up. Yeah. A lot of people have been asking that for a while. I, I think that's definitely uh, also additionally added. And I don't think this is either here or there. I really don't think that anybody has a super strong opinion on this is uh, additional Mario 35th anniversary icons were added for user profiles, highlighting all of the various Mario games that they have been highlighting for uh, the 35th anniversary. What are you talking uh, about? They didn't. This is the first they've highlighted Super Mario Galaxy Two. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. But I also love how they they like. They basically act like no handheld Mario exists at all. It's better that way. <laughs> I, I still like six golden coins. If six golden coins got a Link's Awakening type remaster, oh yeah, hmm. oh yeah, that'd be cool. Is, uh, uh, that, that's the big question about: Is it worth it? Because it's not a large game. Neither is Link's Awakening. By, by Zelda standards, it's not. Well, well, yeah. Still, Link, Link's Awakening is still at least twice as long as Six Golden. I mean, <laughs> well, they could. You could beat the original Mario Land in half an hour, and I think Six Golden Coins in 
two or three hours. Right. Or, I'd still pay 50 bucks for it if you gave it to me in color and remastered it on the Switch. You can remaster one and two together and then one new game. Yes. I'm down for Super that. Mario that would be worth it. All-Stars. <laughs> yes, Mario seriously. All-Stars. I don't know. Uh, also, Portuguese is now supporting language. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, mean, well I added that because it is important because yeah, it is. Because it is. It's, Brazil. Uh, Brazil is a big audience. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the Nintendo Switch has launched there for $1 million. <laughs> it definitely seems that way. Uh, pretty expensive. So that is what's in Nintendo Switch uh, 11.0.0. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what they do. Uh, maybe we'll get an announcement of something next week. I don't know. Speaking <laughs> of announcements, uh, Fortnite Season 5 for Chapter 2 kicked off this week. Uh, many of us have already dove in and uh, started playing of course, uh, is this season's theme revolves around bounty hunters or hunters in general. And it was announced tonight that Kratos from God of War is joining Fortnite. It's on Tim's Nintendo Switch as we speak, which blows my mind that uh, a Sony-owned property is on... I mean, it's not a game, but it's something. Right. It's still Kratos on your Switch, which is yeah. weird to see. Uh, and I, I, that said, I did he- hear that Sony people who play it on PlayStation, Fortnite on PlayStation, do have an exclusive Kratos skin. Yeah, uh, they get that. an armored variant. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Which is which is nice because I know like Sony fans are like, what the heck? Why don't we get this exclusive? Of course, this has immediately raised the question across Twitter: mm-hmm. Where Samus? Does well, Nintendo well, get? Do we get well, Samus? <laughs> and this is to follow up the screenshots this morning that Master Chief will be representing uh, the wonderful folks over at Microsoft. Mm. Uh, so not a, not a, like it didn't get announced. It got leaked, right? Yeah, it got leaked very much like the Kratos one where everyone was like, no, that's not real. And then today they were like, okay, we have to show them it's real. I'm calling um, that Samus gets leaked tomorrow. You think so? I, I yeah. if, if she doesn't, then I don't think she's in because that the, the, it seems like something people would find. Immediately. The Fortnite leak game is strong. Yeah, mm. <laughs> I, I, and I, I think we're, I think yeah, and I know that like Samus is trending right now, right? I, is there any other bounty hunters that we would want to see in in Fortnite from the folks I, over at Nintendo? Captain Falcon. <laughs> that's what that I was, was thinking. That's like out of all of Nintendo lore, I think that that's probably the only other bounty hunter, unless they go with Star Fox. Mm. I threw out Dang. Sheik possibly. I know she's not a bounty hunter, but uh, but I'm thinking of like hunters in general. Mm-hmm. Right. It could, mm-hmm. it could Duck Hunt Dog. Duck Hunt Dog. <laughs> there you go. Y'all that would, that would exa- that's exactly what Link, happened. Link's got a sword to, to bust up and get uh, you know, say, supplies. He's, he could shoot a bow and arrow. So, But but imagine the reality of watching Link run across the map holding a bolt-action sniper rifle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the tricky part with Nintendo. I don't know if Nintendo's down with even a character like Sam is holding I mean, guns like but that. But how surreal That's, it's going to be to watch Kratos do that, right? I good mean, point. Yeah, so the the cut dog in the Fortnite style would be would look kind of like the the mascot mascot crash with the face cut out. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like the thing is that with with going back to Star Fox, I mean, we've seen there there is actual art, there is actual you know lore of of, of Fox McCloud holding a gun. Mm-hmm. So in that I think that one probably makes a little more sense than having Samus running across the map with her arm cannons supporting a, a 
assault right. rifle. I, I, what is I, the likelihood I, that we see a Nintendo skin? That, that's the thing. I think it's likely. I think it's very, very likely. Well, if you think about Samus, too, is that you got the zero suit Samus that you could start yeah. off with, and then you yeah, end up progression. Getting, yeah, the progression mm-hmm. with it is getting the suit. Um, and the, the multiple phases of the suit. Yeah, yep. and then and the cannon can appear if necessary, so it could be I, something. I I think I think this is spot on. I actually think the cannon ends up being like a like a pickaxe, kind of like the Tony Stark one was in the last season. Um, I, I and like the ball, the back bling is definitely the morph ball. Uh, the glider is the is the uh arm, the gunship, right? You like don't think like the, you don't think the emote there's a there's a traversal emote where she turns into the morph ball. No, I don't think so. I think that's a little I, bit too much. I detail. think that would be cool if it does. I like that so, idea, the traversal. Thing. I, I mean, it is Samus's. What is it? 30, 30th or thirty fourth of? You see, I think she has 35th. an anniversary coming up next year. Yeah, it'll be Prime Three's on its way. There's rumors of some other Metroid stuff coming. Yeah, uh, like a people are wondering what Mercury steams up to after Samus returns. So. Yeah. Yep. It wouldn't be I, a bad idea for Nintendo to promote Samus to the Fortnite crowd. Yeah, and and they and they and they absolutely know that that folks are into Fortnite. Nintendo has had massive installment rates, or Fortnite has massive installment rates with it. Um, I, I think this is, you know, I think just the interesting part of it. I think this is a great move. Like it just shows that you know Fortnite is making moves again, right? Like they're really good at this stuff. Um, we have seen Nintendo partner with them on um, not necessarily them, but like Psionics when they put. Um, Mario and Luigi and Samus in Rocket League, right? So there is this kind of this there is this kind of precedent of of uh, of joining joining in and being promoted on games. So I, I would not be shocked at all. I mean, Mario is in Minecraft, so yep. yeah, they're becoming they understand the value of their IP. I I'm I'm I cannot wait for them to say, but unfortunately, Metro Prime Four is delayed. But by the way, would you like a skin? That's what I'm. That's what I'm really. <laughs> That's that's going to go I mean, great, I think. Y'all, okay. Put out the trilogy. So hang on, hang on, hang with me here. What if the Game Awards Nintendo announcement is Samus is in Fortnite mm. and Metroid Prime Trilogy is now available in the Nintendo Switch eShop? That would be huge. That'd be awesome. That'd be, that's how you get people yeah, that, to talk about I'll, Nintendo. I'll be screaming. Ah! <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, it's a week out. Don't go, don't go give me dreams. You know what I'm saying? I know, I know, but like, think about how do you make a splash and, and it promotes everything. It promotes one of the hottest games of all time. It's an iconic Nintendo character. You've got the trilogy that people have been asking for. It's, it's just buzz all around, right? I think it helps. It it definitely helps Samus out because you got that Mm -hmm. legacy thing and kids might be interested in it. But the thing is, (laughs) Metroids have never been one of Nintendo's no. highest sellers. No. I think and I think people forget that. That there would be a nice kick for yes. Yeah, uh, especially in Japan. It's been that's why I think it's one reason why Nintendo doesn't do a lot as much with Metroid as correct could. Because yeah. you know its biggest audience is North America and probably Europe. Hambone Johnny just mentions for a limited time. <laughs> of course. Yes. And of course, March right? 31st, March thirty first game game. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's exactly going to be it. Well, mm. uh, let's let's talk let's talk around that for just a minute because Justin earlier uh, during the pre-show, mm-hmm. you had just kind of posed the question: What is Nintendo's move at the Game Awards? Because they've shown up at least in one huge way uh, over the last few years, whether it be showing off uh, the first new footage of Breath of the Wild, 
mm-hmm. uh, or announcing the first Smash DLC character is mm-hmm. Joker, uh, to Bayonetta 3 being announced. Uh, what is, what do you think? What's the move this year for Nintendo in one week at the Game Awards? So, so what my, what my throw out to this group was, was just pick one, just one thing that you think they're going to do. Um, I, I do kind of think it's going to be something with Metroid. I, I think that that's, and I, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that kind of logically makes sense. Um, but the other part of it was like last year, they kind of had a, not a great showing. I don't think they, they showed anything at all. I think it was just third party stuff. Like the best thing you got on Switch was Bravely Default 2. Yeah. That was the announcement. That was, mm-hmm. yeah. They, but they, they, but they, that's not Nintendo directly. It's real so. and it's coming soon. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Derek, what do you think? Is there, is there one thing that you think Nintendo's going to be like, yeah, I think this, you know, if I was, if I was throwing down a fiver, here's what I think Nintendo's going to do. I think the most, the easiest thing to predict is how long ago was it that we got Steven Smash? Uh, uh, Steven October. Smash was recently, yeah, October. October. Okay. So I think it might be a little too soon for that, for, for a new Smash character in that case. It's possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, people always wonder if we're going to get a Smash character ever since Joker was revealed at Game Correct. Awards, but I don't know if that's that happening, but I'm trying to think of other franchises that would get people really excited really quickly, and it, it fits the Game Awards crowd. Is it possible Is it possible that we get a uh, a first look at the Nintendo Switch Lite? Or sorry, the Nintendo Switch XL? Switch Pro. Uh, Switch Pro? Maybe. I I kind of yeah. doubt it. Nintendo likes to do their own thing with that, so I think yeah, they... C- Series X was announced first at the Game Awards. It was, yep. but Nintendo really likes doing their own thing. So it's, yep. I think it's... What's an audience they want to cater to for this... For the Game Awards? And yeah, that's fair. Metroid kind of does fit that bill. I've not thought about it too closely, but pri- like a Prime Trilogy or... Samus Returns HD or something like that, I think could do well. Um, or, you know, they could go crazy or, or, or actually Hyrule Warriors DLC. Mm. That's another possibility. Mm-hmm. I wonder where we are in seeing something more about Bayonetta 3. And if this is yeah. when that happens. Hmm. Yeah. They, the interesting part about that is they have, they have kind of revealed or locked in a lot of their Q1 dates already. Which is which is very interesting, right? They they've already kind of you you've got you they've plugged in they we know what their February and their January February and March games are already. Um, January again? January's bravely default. Oh right, I get that's Square Enix more than Nintendo to me, so that's not necessarily like a, a big game for them. But yep. I don't know if that's yep. Nintendo's thing. Is Nintendo still publishing that? Uh- I'll, I'll have a look. Actually, I don't know. Did Nintendo publish the other bravely defaults? If so, I then believe, I, I believe off. they are. I'm checking. Keep going. But yeah, it's, yes, it's, Nintendo it's is publishing. Nintendo. Oh, okay, okay. I then yeah, that's me not being aware. Yeah, I I don't know. That's Justin, thing. you brought up before this one because I'm you you surprised me by calling the Prime thing. So you're just stealing um, my ideas. Okay, cool. So, that's how we work here. Well, that's no, because I was going to say Prime <laughs> too, but anyways, but you did you said this a couple of months ago, I think, or last month. Uh, where you thought um, Cyberpunk would come to the Switch oh, as a yeah. uh, cloud-based game. That's right. My bold, crazy, someone's buying me a game if I get this right prediction. So, yes. that, I mean, that is that, I mean, that is the thing, is that we could... And yeah, my other prediction there would be, could Nintendo basically come out and be like, yeah, welcome Cyberpunk to Nintendo Switch cloud version right now. 
or anything in relation to like, oh, by the way, Valhalla is out today on cloud, right? Um, are they going to lean heavily into that? I don't know. That's that's what my prediction would be is there's going to be a big game announcement that will come through cloud. Uh, more cloud representation from Nintendo is is my prediction. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bold claim. Bold claim, Tim. <laughs> I was thinking I'd like to see some sort of like, like an announcement for a Zelda 2, a 2D Zelda rep. We haven't seen one of those in a while. You know, either Minish Cap upgrade, uh, remastered or something new. Or you know, the Oracle games. A lot of people want yeah. that after Link's yes. Awakening. It would be True. super easy to do those uh, and just use some of the assets from Awakening. The question is, would Nintendo touch, like, remake a game made by Flagship, was, you know, which was part of Capcom? I right. don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Or they work in conjunction with Capcom on doing that. Like, if maybe Capcom know. came to Nintendo and said, hey, you know, we got these, we'll do these for you or something. Um, May of May says Splatoon 3 or something first party uh, online. Uh, Hambone Johnny says new Donkey Kong Country. Speaking my language, you don't don't come in my chat and suck up to us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I would. I, the thing is, I would not be upset if uh, uh, any of those Retro Studios was also working on a Donkey Kong Country game. Because yep. my God, <laughs> yep. I I'm hmm. gonna stick with my kind of excitable aha prediction from a minute ago. I think it's going to be the announcement of Samus and Fortnite. And it may right. just it be cool. that it may just be like it's it's Samus is in Fortnite in it and she's in the item shop right now. Or it may be the prime announcement with it. I would be okay with yep. either of those. Uh but I also love the idea of a HD uh upres Samus returns. I would buy that again. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I know that I'm pretty sure, as I recall, Fortnite or the Epic and Donald Mustard has been teasing. He's like that we do have some big news, some big stuff uh, showing off of the great game, uh, the okay. awards. Hmm. So tough to say. Okay, well, that'd be wild. I, That's the fun stuff about watching Game Awards, right? Is just to see what could yeah. get announced. And I think this would be a good opportunity to mention to all of our listeners that next week's show. Uh, is go- actually not going to record on Thursday night as usual. It will record on Friday during the Game Awards. And so it will be a live reaction. Well, Game Awards are Thursday. Yeah, I was going to say, Awards is Thursday. Game Awards on Thursday? I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah. We will record on Friday with our reactions to what happened during the Game Awards. And, okay. And uh, our Christmas schedule is kind of wonky. That's why I got a little confused. So we'll have that, and then we'll be off a week, and then – we're back and we're off well, a week. Are we? I thought we talked about this I, before in the pre-show and that we weren't going. We'll get it sorted out. We'll I get it sorted. It's okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, look, look. I'm as confused as Justin is in a normal DM on Discord. That's uh, fair. It's <laughs> true. Very true. Right now, uh, and speaking of confusing, or maybe not, Super Mario Maker for Wii U is being discontinued. March thirty first. March thirty first. 2021. Uh, actually, according Doomsday. to the digital purchase from the eShop will be de- delisted on January 13th on 20 in 2021, and uh, uploads of custom levels will no longer be supported after March 31st because all Mario games are ending on March 31st, 2021. <laughs> They're killing him. He's not coming back. They're going to do that until uh, February. 
Yeah. Well, February is the big send off. Yeah. <laughs> and then in March, yeah. he's gone. They're flushed. You should only play Super Mario 3D World. No other Marios are available. So does that right. mean we only have a month to play that game? Yep. That's right. Yeah. They're, they're going to do the Superman. On the box. They're going to do the Superman Bowser, thing with Mario. Bowser's Fury uh, DLC only available for this month. Yes. <laughs> uh, but Super Mario Makers 2 services are not being uh, interrupted by this, are not being impacted, uh, and will continue into the next physical year, at least according to Nintendo. Uh, also, the very popular Super Mario Maker bookmark website will be shut down on March 31st, 2021 as well. And y'all, uh, I couldn't help but think of our good friend Paul Lloyd mm-hmm. when this announcement was made, who has uh, gotten YouTube famous for playing Super Mario Maker. Uh, and so our thoughts and prayers go out to Paul Lloyd uh, <laughs> on this announcement. Well, but uh, well, Existing again, levels will still exist past March. You just can't add yes, new, new stuff to it. Yeah. Uh, again, guys, it's almost like Nintendo is doing something on March 31st or April 1st. I, I mean, the other thing is, is uh, the bigger question is, like, March 31st is the end of the fiscal year. Yep. Why are they ending all this stuff at the fiscal year? That's the bigger question to me. Like, I don't yep. know what they're planning to do after that. I don't know if, like, in, all of a sudden the next day something is happening. I forget who said it in the chat, but someone says this is sounds like one big setup for either the best or the worst April Fool's joke in history. Yeah. Oh, Sure. Sure. And in true Nintendo fashion, it's probably going to be business as usual on April 1st. Oh, probably. Yeah. We're all like, what's happening? Like, Nothing. Yeah. It's like, Everybody, oh, just, we just, it was just it, a sales like, tactic. And now as it gets closer, it's going to be like, oh, there's going to be a Nintendo Direct that day. There's going to be. No, there's not. Yeah, no. It's, you want to think in, like, with all the coincidences that something might be happening that day that, that that they're doing all this, but it's also entirely possible with Nintendo. It's just like, eh, we wanted to try this limited sales strategy to boost sales. Uh, for it, it worked for uh, Mario, you know, and uh, 3D All Stars might work for Fire Emblem. Yep, and uh, you know, it's just what it is. And eh, we didn't really feel like uh, posting uh, hosting that servers anymore, so we'll just you know cut that and and then for the fiscal year like we'll go up to the fiscal year that way we have this and then we'll start fresh and do something else you know, could you imagine if they were like we didn't realize that the e-shop only had so many spots we got to fill we there there was a limit yeah. so we had we had to start pulling them <laughs> so we're just we pulling our games. games out that's uh, exactly it yeah uh, <laughs> this is what happens when you release 30 to 40 games a week yeah yeah well yeah. zelda 35 starts on april 1st that's what it is. There you yeah. go. All right. What else is on our docket there, Marty? Uh, well, let's uh, let's just take a quick glance over a couple of things here. The Pokemon Company hinted at a big reveal at Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, uh, where where Pikachu made his twentieth annual appearance as a float in the parade. Uh, the announcement was a logo reveal of what will be used in Pokemon's twenty fifth anniversary celebration in twenty twenty one. I mean. The only way that anything big was going to happen to reveal at Macy's was something Pokemon Go related, mm-hmm. as far as games wise. Like the the mainstream doesn't care about this, and Mace, the Macy's parade was weird this year yeah. without any crowds. So whatever. And half of it being pre recorded. Yeah, and the other thing is the logo really isn't all that different. It's they replaced the zero with a five for Pikachu Pikachu's cheeks. Yeah. And then they made Pikachu it. just more solid colored where the 20, it was like made up of smaller little shapes that looked like a Pikachu. 
Yeah. So it's actually more simplistic this time. Yep. Yeah, they had their Cranky Kong moments. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if anybody seriously watched this expecting huge news out of this. Yeah, I, I, was, I wasn't expecting huge, but I was expecting more than a logo. You watched the parade for video game news, obviously. <laughs> uh, what else so, are you going to do on a Thursday with nothing else on TV? Right. I mean, it's not <laughs> like it's a national holiday or anything. Hyrule uh, Warriors <laughs> Age of Calamity... Uh, sold more than 3 million units in four days to become the best-selling Warriors game of all time. Guys, listen. Listen to those numbers. 3 million copies in four days. Uh, do you think Nintendo might be onto something with the whole Breath of the Wild universe there? Oh, yeah. Like, Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be huge. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Yeah. No be interesting it. to see, you know... Uh, if you you know the first the first Hyrule Warriors was released on three different systems. Though if you if you add up all three of those SKUs, where does that put up against the three million? It might be more, but this is pro- I'm assuming this is just based on single SKU comparisons. But still, that's in, in four days. That's pretty damn impressive. I mean, I, I think it got normal non Warriors players interested just because it's story that we didn't get. Mm-hmm. In Breath of the Wild, and that's the one thing Breath of the Wild was lacking was story, and that's mm-hmm. I've, I've not beaten uh, Age of Calamity yet myself, but that I have heard it praised for just how much they expand on the characters at the very least. And and that's and that's the thing that I that I struggled with is is I'm interested, but I'm only interested for that story. Mm-hmm. I, I played the demo and I was like, nah, nah, this just ain't this ain't this ain't for me. It ain't gonna yeah, happen. I um, was the same thing. I'm watching my son play it when he's over on weekends, and I'm like. The more I see him play it, it's just the less I want to. Because the, the things I, I liked the least were fighting the big, the big things. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lionels, the 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 stone the things. The, yeah, this is yeah. everything, and that that's I every level has one of those at least. I wanted Breath of the Wild to be I, honestly. I love that game, but the only thing that like any somewhat taints my. Uh, perception of Breath of the Wild is breakable weapons. I hate it. It's, <laughs> it's a dumb mechanic. And Age of Calamity fixes that. I can run through a whole level and destroy a thousand Bokoblins and never once have to go and build a new, you know, go find a new weapon or something. It's fantastic. Tim's over there grinning because Tim just loves beat em up games. Yes. Yes, I. Wars is meant to be hack and slash. It loves hack and slash games. Yes. Uh, it's so good, and I love the I love the story. There, like, I just got uh, past the Korok Forest episode uh, level, hmm. uh, and yeah, I'm not going to say anything because there's spoilers in that in that. So I want, but it, I just I love seeing how they integrate everything, and you know, like I know that the inevitability of this story is everyone dies, but I'm like it sucked me in to the point where like. I don't care about how gloomy that is. I want like I'm getting the answers that I want. So, mm-hmm. but but I'm also getting other questions, which is is crazy. Uh, <laughs> let's talk. Let's finish out the news here with a quick round of game announcements. Of course, Doom Eternal uh, has been coming to the Nintendo Switch for a long time, uh, and we've been kind. Of, I know some people have been kind of impatient about it. Like I am so looking forward to this. Uh, we got some news uh, about a week ago. That GameStop had begun to cancel physical pre-orders 
uh, for it. And that led to some speculation that maybe it wasn't coming out. Maybe it was canceled. Instead, it is a download only, digital only game launching now on December the 8th for Nintendo Switch. Uh, and it's a 16 gigabyte download. So it's going to be pretty hefty. Uh, but also if you pre, if you buy it in the early days of it being released, you're going to get a free copy of Doom 64 and the Rip and Tear Pack, which gives you some skins and uh, other kind of bonuses, things. Uh, I am super excited about this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've not really watched anything about it uh, when it came out because I knew it was coming to Switch. And I kind of do that with games I'm really, really hype on. Like, I don't watch anything about it, like, other than to know, oh, there's a sword or, oh, mm-hmm. there's this. Uh, but now, like, I've kind of started to, to get into it a little bit. And everything I see makes me more excited for December 8th. I can't wait for this game. And I, I also allowed a 12-year-old to play Doom. Uh, <laughs> and, and he's asking, can he play this one? And I'm kind of Yep, like, that's all I hear every day. <laughs> I don't know. Are any of you guys picking this up? Yep, I I probably won't just because I, I just I don't have time. <laughs> I'll be picking up Fire Emblem uh, Shadow Dragon probably pretty soon. And I'm still working through Age of Calamity. And I still have Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory to play. It looks great. I want to get to it eventually. Yeah. But I just can't get it to it right and, away. And, here's and that's why you don't have time. Full disclosure. And yeah, here. that background. <laughs> Before anyone says this, as they listen to this episode, yes, we know Doom Eternal is available elsewhere. Yes, we know it's cheaper. Yes, we know it's on Game Pass. We don't care. I want to play it on my Switch. That's why I've waited. And it's and done I'll, by Panic Button, so it's going to be a it's it's absolutely good chance of being a good port. So yeah, if there's if there's somebody who does their ports well, it is Panic Button. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I'm going to be honest with you. This one kind of has my interest, but it, but it, not because I'm a big Doom fan. It's more because like the the hype that you guys are having for it kind of makes me uh, kind of makes me think about it. You know, Justin, have you played the the first Doom on Switch? Uh no, I haven't. You should. Uh like. As a as like somebody who's hyped about Fortnite and Apex and stuff, yep. I know that you like the competition aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But as a shooter, that the Doom kind of like I guess reboot or whatever, it's perfection. Okay, it's okay. so good. And it's very fast paced. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, you will. Which like is it. a good fast paced. It's mm-hmm. not, nice. Yeah. And it, I think it, is it, it still captures that sale? feel of the old classic FPSs. Yes, nice. I think it's on sale. Yeah. Yeah, because like Doom, I mean, like a lot of those titles were one ninety nine, two ninety nine over the yeah. Anytime the they holiday. went on sale, I picked those up too. So <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Uh, also, uh, Neo: The World Ends with You, a brand new uh, entry in the World Ends with You, coming September. Uh, I'm sorry, summer twenty twenty one. This was a huge announcement, I think, for fans of that series. Uh, I saw a lot of kind of like questioning about it, though. They were like, "Oh, I thought the story was done with the first one." I mean, it's done, but everybody's wanted a sequel for a long time, myself included, just because it was just such a wonderful game and you wanted to see more of it. But the Switch port that they put out, Final Remix, had a new story that kind of set up for a sequel. Although even playing it, I'm like, I don't know if this is setting up something or not, because I don't want to put it get up hope. But sure enough, we have a sequel coming and gameplay, of course, is very different because it was made for the DS and it's meant to take advantage of the dual screen aspect of it. So they've had to change up the battle system quite a bit, but it's looking 
I'm excited. I'm very excited for this game. Just saying here, we got a uh, World Ends With You sequel before we got anything with Chrono Trigger. <laughs> it, miracles happen. <laughs> yeah, well, just I remember renting the original game, and I didn't like it for some reason. I don't think I liked the two, the two double two screen play. It's yeah, it definitely takes a little bit to get to uh, get used to. But the once you it clicks, and maybe the Switch version will do better. Although I do recommend handheld mode for that, uh, just because doing those controls with a contr- actual controller is just not. Perfect. Yeah, friend of the um, show, Rogers. Uh, World's Ends with You is just like his favorite game of all time, so he is excited for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, want to mention here that uh, Cubit Games, uh, who develops for the Switch, is doing uh, their second ever free games during the holiday season, uh, beginning on December sixteenth through the twenty fourth. One new game will be available for free every day as long as you have a uh, Cubit Games game in your library uh starting on december 10th you can get robonauts for free if you already have one of those games and then each game after that uh well you skip from the 10th to the 16th but after Mm -hmm. robonauts each game is free if you continue the sequence so basically and and if you don't have any games you can download coloring book for free and that counts yeah coloring book absolutely free so then that gets you robonauts for free which robonauts is a great um Arcade style, like an homage to arcade style games, uh, for in two players can play that. Uh, but on the 16th, or I'm sorry, on the 10th, Robonauts is free. On the 16th, you get Geki Yaba Runner. The 17th is Puzzle Book. The 18th is One Strike. The 19th is Wrecking Ball Adventure. The 20th is Coloro. 21st, you get Hashtag Race Die Run. 22nd, Wrecked. 23rd, Mana Spark. And on the 24th, a to be announced game, which means it's going to be a new game because last year Mana Spark had just come out a couple of weeks before they made it free for people who went all the way through this. Wow. So just to keep that in mind, you if you can if you miss one, you can start the chain again, but you have to do it by buying the game you missed. Mm-hmm. All right. So like if you like if you're if you get the 16th and 17th and you miss the 18th, if you want the 19th for free and following, you have to buy the 18th game. So, uh, you know, the, these are the same games that were offered last year. To be honest, I downloaded all of them and promptly deleted most of them. But, uh, <laughs> hey, they're free games. Yeah, if, I've not heard of most of these, to be honest, though. Uh, Geki Yaba Runner is like an endless runner where you play as a, a gnome, like a garden gnome, who uh, floats using a pair of giant women's panties. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like you okay. jump and, and the... The underwear goes poof, and like he parachutes. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. Quality, <laughs> real quality stuff there. But now some of them are, are kind of good, like the Coloro. I thought Mana Spark, really great. Th- those are fun games. Uh, the Robonauts is a fun game. If you can get through all the other stuff, you can get some some gold there. Um, we've got a ton of Pokemon Go updates here in the the uh, notes, uh, but it's like it's a lot. Um, Jesse, is there something like one thing here that we need to highlight um, that's very, very important? Just one. Uh, you can make me pick one. This is the only yes. list. Okay, I would say that the level cap has been increased to 50. And if you thought it was a pain to get to 40, 
you haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> an, ex an example, to get to level 41 from 40, you need 6 million XP. In comparison, you need 5 million XP to get from 39 to 40. Okay, but it, it's not just XP based like the first 40. You have to do finish specific tasks as well. These tasks are power up a legendary Pokemon 20 times, which is just raising it from level 20 to 30. So that's easy to do. Win 30 raids. Easy to do, but maybe time consuming. Have at least five gold badges. I have already have like 20, so that was already done but when I when the update landed. And catch 200 Pokemon in a day. Oh, jeez. Oh, so, yeah, if it was just catch 200 Pokemon, you know, that's easily doable by the time it takes you to get 6 million XP. But I, I'm literally going to have this will take me four to five hours of just wow. doing this and nothing else but this. I mean, it's for the truly dedicated at that point, especially yeah. if you got the 40, because it, 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 there's a lot of XP necessary to get to that yeah. point, and I've it, not bothered with going a while any xp gained post 40 still count so like i have two accounts my main account has 30 million total so i'm 10 million past level 40 so i already met the 6 million requirement i just have to do everything else oh wow my second account i only hit level 40 like two weeks ago so it, it only has five hundred thousand out of the 6 million so it's it's Oof. gonna take me six months just to get to 41 wow. and apparently Fort level 42 will require you to evolve one of every Eevee. I don't know if that means you have to do it again if you already had them, or if you did it once, they count. I, I won't know until I level up to find out. And then what I've seen on the internet, someone's already 47. To get to oh 48 oh, requires boy. 21 million XP, which is more XP than it took to get from 1 to 40. Oh, my God. That's 20 million. They want you to be playing for a while. <laughs> and you have to walk with your buddy 200 kilometers. Separate from that, you have to walk 25 kilometers in a week and get that bonus reward for eight weeks. Yeah, they want you in there. So you, you are going to be locked at that money, level for at least two months, even if you have the XP. They're yeah. getting their hardcore audience, and they're making wow. sure they're hardcore. Yeah. Antonio says, I can catch 200 Pokemon in my sleep. Hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, well, that's the news. Let's talk about a quick rumor and an event, shall Let's we? Let's do it. So, this week, Nintendo UK dropped the bombshell through one of their support team members that quite possibly... Maybe, we don't really know, that the Switch dock, the dock, the thing that connects it to the TV, is discontinued? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And this is definitely news news to Derek. If you're watching the live show, he's definitely confused by this. Yeah, I've yeah. not heard of this. This sounds insane <laughs> and completely wrong. Well... <laughs> Let's uh, let's talk about this then, shall we? So uh, the story broke earlier this week uh, that a user reached out to uh, Nintendo UK to find out when the Nintendo Switch dock would be available again, because apparently it's been out of stock 
a reasonable a reasonable question. Right. He received a response from the Nintendo official UK store that said the following. I'm going to read this. Uh, for your records, your original inquiry was, when will the Switch not be available for purchase again? The product has been out of stock for some time in the UK, whereas the US, Japan, and Europe has been available since the product's release. Can the dock be available again? It's important to us as users to want to be able to have a Switch dock in every room that has a TV, a dock for traveling, or is just a backup. Upon further investigation, we can confirm the following. I'm really sorry, but we have discontinued the Nintendo Switch dock set in the UK. Therefore, our UK store will no longer have stock on this, uh, will no longer stock on this site. I apologize for the inconvenience this may have caused. If you require any further information or assistance, please feel free to contact a member of our support team via your account. Okay, then. <laughs> That's, yeah. I mean, it, it seems to be just what based around UK, on? but why just the UK? It's. I, has my first thought was that it has something to do with some kind of regulation. Mm. That has something kind of to do with manufacturing regulation or a power regulation or some kind of crazy thing like that where it's broken a rule and now they have to not sell that version of it anymore. But it's been three years. And they still come with a switch. Yeah, yeah. I figure they still come with a switch. It's just a matter of the extra ones. And granted, they're overpriced, but even more overpriced if you have to import that if you want a second dock. Mm -hmm. Or go third party. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, folks, Genki, fantastic solution. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. A Genki portable dock is amazing. Uh, you know, and I think this is, you know, for cons- for Nintendo conspiracy theorists uh, or hypothesis, this has created a, a fantastic kind of breeding ground of like, is this is this an indicator we may be getting another switch in the near future? You know, is maybe the reason they're stopping to sell this is they're going to offer now a enhanced switch dock, which means it'll now have 4K output from it. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it, it's crazy. How many piles of Gankies do they have to you, Justin? Nice job, thank you, Ebisol. Or again, yeah. as we as I said, hinted at earlier, a possible result would be something that's TV only, so you don't need a dock. Yeah. I, do we do we do we know is are do we can we still get them in North America? Has anyone checked that? Pretty sure it's possible. To check right now. Yeah, I've not checked. Right, but this is hard hitting journalism here, folks. I I, <laughs> I don't think that's the reason because you know no. it makes no sense not to sell the old stuff. Despite something new coming out, you can there's buy always a refurbished be- dock on the Nintendo Switch web or Nintendo website store.nintendo.com for thirty nine. Yeah, it's a UK specific problem right now. Yeah. Yes. Amazon has them avail you know for sixty dollars currently out of stock, but says will be in stock on December fourteenth. So yeah. you, can, you can place your order now. Yeah, don't know what's going on in the UK, but. There you go. Which, this was more expensive than that before. So six, isn't six, is 60 a price reduction over what it was three years ago? I, I think seem to remember it was 80. Yeah, it might have been. I can't remember. Exactly. They, are, they are expensive. Like one of those things of like, should I just buy a new console? Right. Seriously. And, uh, I have one, two, th- three docks in this house, plus the next the portable dock that I reviewed last month. Mm-hmm. They're out there, okay. folks, uh, and they're not broken switches anymore. Uh, so there's there's that kind of thing. 
Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what to make about that. Uh, I, like you said, it's just, uh, being a UK only thing. Uh, I think we got to wait and see what's going on there. It could just be also too. Sometimes companies hire people who don't care about their products. That is also true. And it's, uh, it's the holiday season. People are tired. People are just trying to find some work and maybe the wires got crossed there. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about an event happening this weekend. Do it. It's time for the 18th Maximus Cup, featuring a brand new theme, Super Mario All-Stars. It begins probably yeah. as it's already begun as you're listening to this audio-only version of the podcast. Uh, and it, be, uh, it lasts through... December 7th at 10.59 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. As usual, go in, play the game, get 100 points, you get to keep... This is not 3D All-Stars. This is All-Stars, the Super Nintendo. Yes, Mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. Uh, And you can go check out a preview of this on Nintendo's YouTube channel. It's actually a really nice theme. Love the music. Uh, Love the... It's integration. It's great. First first new theme in a while, right? Uh, It's been like a month. Yeah, because the last the last time there was a theme, it was a repeat. It was the Pokemon theme that I didn't yep. play the second time because I didn't. They had two want or to. three repeats there, like the mm. Luigi's Mansion and the Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did and they? Now no. this is this is the first new yeah. theme in a while, and so you can check that out right now. You can go to find it by clicking on your ugly Nintendo Switch <laughs> online menu button uh, that is glaringly red over on the left. So salty. Menu. Yeah. Yep. Let's so talk about salty. what we've been playing. Do it. Uh, Derek, on uh, our show, it is tradition to allow the guests to go first and talk about what they've been playing, uh, though I know your circumstance as of late may not have lent <laughs> itself much to gaming. He's been playing uh, the uh, parenting game. Yeah, a lot of a lot of that. Uh, in the meantime, in between sessions of the parenting game, I've been uh, trying to get through Hyrule Warriors and trying to get a review done of that. And um, I, I've been I'm really enjoying it. I'm about a mission or two into chapter four. Uh, just to not go into specifics there. Uh, give a rough idea, but my God, this, after every mission now it now it seems that just so many other things pop up. And it is immense. That said, I got far enough that I got a little preview of what you get as a reward uh, for 100%ing the game. And I really like it. <laughs> like, it's like, okay, that's clever. I like what they did there. I don't want to reveal it, of course, uh, for those who don't know. So but it's better than Golden Poo, huh? Yeah, it, it <laughs> is. It, it's, it's something new to... Breath of the Wild in general. Uh, so it makes it... Uh, Maybe you got a sidecar for that motorbike. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I've been enjoying it. I, I need to uh, just hunker down at some point and just plow through the rest of the story so I can get to the re- more reviewing stage of it, uh, especially with Fire Emblem coming up here soon, because uh, I do want to try to cover that game as well, since I am a pretty big Fire Emblem fan. Uh, otherwise, I usually... I make... I make my time to play games by streaming <laughs> and I've been in the process of streaming um, 
Persona 3 for the first time. Never, I, I loved Persona 5, but I've never gone to any of the older titles. So I decided to check out Persona 3, and that's been a lot of fun. About halfway through the game, according to my chat. FES version or which version? FES version. So no, I'm halfway the through the main game. There's still the, uh, yeah, the extra content after that. So there's still... I mean, it's Persona. There's a lot of content in there to get through. I think I've reached September uh, for anybody that's played before. Oh, so. you're nearly three quarters-ish. Yeah. I think I remember the end going a lot faster than the early game. It, it does seem like the pacing's picking up a bit, which is – it's it's nice because it's so different from Persona 5 where there's all – like Persona 5 kept the story integrated pretty well as you're going through. This, it feels like it doesn't happen until you get close to the full moons, which yeah. it feels different at this point. But I'm, I'm still enjoying it. It was definitely an adjust, adjustment compared to what I was used to, but this, this it feels nice. Uh, other th- uh, Along with that, I've been streaming – I'm a huge Ratchet and Clank fan, uh, and when I saw Rift Apart uh, for PS5, I was like, "Well, there's my system seller. When that's out, I'm getting a <laughs> PS5." And I, it's Ratchet and Clank's a series that does well, but it's never been super beloved by people. So I wanted to kind of show off what what makes the series so great. So I've been actually in the process of playing through every game in the series mm. for the stream, and I've, I've reached the third one uh, so far. And I have convinced a few people to try them out, and they've all seemed to enjoy it, which makes me happy. And the last thing I start, I just started playing last weekend was uh, for streams was Hades because everybody mm. was raving about Hades, and mm-hmm. it's I none of us had uh, good vibes had played it before, and it was just like you know, the Game Awards coming up, I should probably check this out. I just I've been curious. People love it. After three hours of playing, I was like, okay, this this thing controls smooth as butter. The voice acting is great. It is just – it's a fantastic game. I get it. Mm-hmm. I totally get it and just completely sold on Especially I wanted to stream it early because it was on sale for the whole uh, cyber sales for them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I get it. I'm, I'm looking forward to playing more this weekend. It's an absolutely fantastic game. Yeah. I, I, I seem to impress people because uh, my last run of the night, uh, the my stream, I uh, got all the way to the boss of Elysium, died to him, but made it there. And in my first three hours, which apparently is crazy, uh, uh, pretty good. I don't know. I had a good had a good setup. <laughs> so that's well, pretty much what I've been. All doing. this talk of Hades, and I I haven't picked it up yet, but. I'm so tempted, and it's buried in the back. It's so good right now. Yeah. It is good. I just yeah. can't. I've got so much, and again, and of course, I keep piling games on top of the backlog, and we'll talk about that here. I just mean, Jesse, what have you been playing? All right. So, all this talk about Stadia and streaming, I thought I was kind of starting to get a little bit curious. Uh, I heard that you know, Amazon, if you're Prime, Amazon Prime, you can get. Luna for relatively cheap, so I figured let's check this out. I looked it up, and I'm like, they they're in early access. I put in uh, say my name in the hat, and I they said I can get one. So they I they, they gave I have the software package. I don't know what the full price is going to be, but it's like six dollars a month for the normal package during the early access, and I think thirteen dollars a month if I wanted to include Ubisoft games. I just signed up for the cheap one for now. And then I haven't played anything yet. I'll probably do some this weekend because I 
while I can use pretty much any Bluetooth controller, I wanted to use their controller mm-hmm. to get the what they want out of the service. So I was able to buy one for $50, which is a $20 off of normal price mm-hmm. during the early access period. That should be coming on Saturday. So this weekend I should be able to to uh, you know hook it up to – I plan on hooking it up to my laptop so I can – and while it doesn't support 4K yet, when it does, it should be able to use the 4K connected to my big TV. And I'll, I might do a stream or a recording and we'll see how that works. It'll be my first time trying anything, any of the streaming services since uh, PlayStation Now's beta, which was awful. Never Justin, you're going to have to add them to the chat. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to. going to have to add them to the chat now. What happened? <laughs> We have, you'll, we see. Have, you'll see. You'll see. You'll see. <laughs> okay, I'm confused. Anyway, so uh, a game that I got we we have we got an early access code for uh, Picklock, which was released a few weeks ago, and I I did a stream. Uh, I think it was shortly before it launched, and it. I could tell, and I even said it in the stream. This looks, this feels like a game made for a PC that was then at made switched around to work for the Switch. It's very, the controls were really weird. <laughs> the, hmm. it's kind of like an asymmetric 3D view that you can spin the camera, but the, the spin is way too fast. <laughs> and it's, and it's, you know, we don't have analog triggers. We have digital triggers, so you can't do anything about it. Uh, I got to the end of the first day. I had no idea how to end it. I eventually had to. I had the choice. I found the choice to restart the, the level or pretty much abandon the level. I can get to the, the second stage, but I had no rewards. But. Never figured out how to actually properly end the level. So at that point, I'm like, okay, I'm shutting this off. And that's as far as I got. And so I have like a 15-minute stream of seeing me get frustrated with the game. My yeah. God. If you're amused by my frustration, enjoy. It's out there. And and funnily enough, some people are. I'm glad I can help. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, because you're going to – when I get to talk about my games, you're going to get to see me frustrated over the weekend, so. <laughs> yeah, as long oh, as I'm too. not the only one. So, yes. okay. Then a game I'm not frustrated in, Picross S5 launched on Thanksgiving Day. And since I had an extended weekend without having to work, and I spent most of my weekend pretty much PS5 hunting, <laughs> and in my off time, I had nothing else to do, so I played Picross S5. I have finished the game other than the five large levels in a week. <laughs> That's the reason why you were number one on the on the leaderboard there. Yeah, and when, when he list. took his screenshot, I was trending. up to 40 hours, and I think I put in at least 10 more since that. But, of course, I don't see the number of hours I put in until 10 days after I played it. Yep. So I have to wait until Monday. That's he why you made your comment. You're, you saw your screenshot, the screenshot yeah. I made, and you were like, oh, I guess I put in that many hours. Yes. <laughs> and so then, again, as I mentioned it last time, the, the S5, will, when you finish a section, will tell you how long you spent in that section. And that's just adding up all the times of the puzzles and adding them together. 
And that doesn't include replaying a level because you messed up. That's just how long it took you to complete the levels. So, like, pr- previous Picross games was, like, 30 to 35 hours total. So, and I know there's a few levels I had to play two or three times in order to, before I solved it. So, the total play time will likely be 50 to 60, but the actual clock time will probably be, you know, 30, you know, in the 35 to 40 range. And none of the, well, the puzzles I finished were, took, more than a half an hour, most far less. These last five will be probably 30, like 45 to 60 minutes each. Mm-hmm. Just because they're, they're 30 by 30s and 40 by 30s. Like I, I tried to do a 30 by 30 before the show and about 25 minutes in, I realized I flubbed up and had to start it over. Oh, that's <laughs> awful. <laughs> okay. And so, yeah, but I, I'm, I like that because I don't use, Autocorrect, I don't like because it, it will give you a time penalty. Mm. I would rather just scratch it and start over than get time penalties that stack. And then, so that's that's, that's how I play the game. I know mm. other people can choose to do it differently, and that's what options are for. <laughs> then right. finally, we uh, I don't I don't know if we talked about what the monthly mayhem game is this month, but it, the it's uh, Age of Calamity. Originally, was you get points for every uh, Koroxy defined. Koroxy, yeah. They real they changed it up to the you get points for each percentage of the map you complete. Yeah. Mm. So my my son beat the game plus, and he is one who does pretty much mainstream the game mainline it. He doesn't do side quests. And his percentage, even after doing some side quests, after he beat it, was like thirty-five percent. Oh my gosh! So this game is massive if you do everything. Mm -hmm. I am not playing Age of Calamity, so the alternate game was to play the original Legend of Zelda on the NES, and you get points there for for every heart container you collect. So it's you know by design for the contest, worth less points because they they want you to play the new the bigger game. So the, this is the first time I've played through the game front to back in probably 20 years. Of course, you know, I, I didn't do it blind. I had every map downloaded, printed, and a <laughs> mini walkthrough for how to collect stuff before I hit the first dungeon. Yeah, you were but, showing it off at the dinner table. Yeah. Your, print, your printed <laughs> maps. But so it, I, I did the entire game front to back in one sitting in about... Less than six hours, which I don't think I've done that. You know, you know, since I was since it was almost new, like almost twenty five years ago. Wow! But it was fun playing that game again. I'm gonna yeah. play. I'm gonna play that again because I got this. I don't know if you guys can see this, but the hand drawn Zelda uh, oh, nice. book that nice. uh, right that uh, we have. I mentioned before when I was a kid, I did draw my own maps for the dungeons, yeah. you know, in both mm-hmm. quests. So I had eighteen of these things, you know, graph papered and purported proportioned correctly. And I wish I had them, but I don't anymore. So I had that's why I had to print out. Otherwise, I would have used my own maps. Yeah, and you could have made money on it if you sold it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the thing about the second quest, I don't know if anyone's ever tried this, is there are some walls that are just pass through. You don't bomb a hole; you, it's like a false wall. You just run through it. 
but yes. some of those are one way only. Oh no. So, and, and I literally tested every wall and every dungeon in order to draw this map out just <laughs> back in the day. Right, so I, I was a little, I, a little past the point of making graphs. I was not, I was too young to know about doing that. So yeah, uh, I, I, this, this came out, let's see, I, I, I think I played it. It was like eighth or ninth grade when I played this game. So okay. that was pretty right in the right age of wanting to do this. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So those are the games I've had. Cool. Nice. Justin, what you been playing, buddy? I'm going to give you like a quick high overview. Five games, less than five minutes. Number one, I've been playing Pogs, P-H-O-G-S. This is a, or Fogs, as you might call it. I think it's uh, Fogs. Fogs. Yeah. Uh, super fun puzzle, uh, co-op, couch co-op, couch chaos. You want to talk about playing with kids, playing as a partner. Um, it's It's a ton of fun. You play as two dogs that are sewn together and you have to accomplish tasks. Reminds me of like snipper clips meets uh well snipper clips it reminds me of that kind of aspects can you like, play it by uh, yourself you can i my stream was by myself as well uh so it's very very cool it's a ton of fun i i played it at pax east i got a chance to play a demo with uh the developer and it it, yep. it is a lot of fun it's very cute yeah i played it i think first time was 2017 over at egx oh, and wow. the moment the moment i played it i was like this has come to switch where they're like well we don't know and i was like no <laughs> yeah uh the next one i'm gonna name is a game called out of space uh out of space out of space out of space and imagine i like couch chaos games right like overcooked this is the next overcooked all right mm-hmm. this is this is uh imagine it's a space station and you are a cleaning crew of a space station all but unfortunately what has happened is that like aliens have like 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 hibernated in the space station and then you open up like these doors these bays you go in you have to like sweep out all the aliens then you have to stop them and then you have to like clean the room and you have to like get uh switches activated and turn the power back onto the station and then there are like other rooms that you go into so if you open up that but an alien creeps out now it's like dirtying up the room that you were in so they don't disguise like themselves as imposters do they <laughs> no, <laughs> this sounds yeah, like not, a, yeah, this yeah, sounds like no, a different game yeah yeah but it is it's it's it takes that you know four player couch co-op you have a role you have to do it we have to manage stress we have to figure out the room all those it's kind of like moving out and overcooked got blended together and 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 like used the alien movies as a backdrop, but like super like kid friendly. Um, hmm. I would highly Sounds recommend amazing. it. I would highly recommend it. Um, usually when I, when I give these games, like Jody and I, she'll play for like a, a, an hour and she's like, yeah, I don't, I don't care much for this one. I was like, okay, cool. Moving on. This has been the game. She's like, yeah, let's go back and play that one. So it's in that tier right now of overcooked with our family. And my youngest daughter is like, yeah, let's play. So a lot of, a lot of chaos. Um, you can be doing really well on a run. Like you've got all the rooms cleared. There's like eight rooms. You've got seven of them. You're like, go in the last room. And you go in the last room and like five aliens escape and they dirty up everything. And so now it's like, Mm. we've lost two rooms. No, what do you do? Now I'm stuck in a cocoon. What do I do? I'm dying. Get the water. Why won't you do these things? So that is, uh, that is what I have also been playing. Uh, Other games I've been playing really quickly. uh, Jesse mentioned uh, streaming. I got access to Stadia, and uh, Ubisoft was kind enough to send me a code for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and I am loving it. 
Wow, that is a, that is a fantastic game. I love that kind of that European Viking atmosphere. It's been a long time since I have played an Assassin's Creed game, but let me tell you, I am loving every moment of it so far. Uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty fantastic. Also, Marty, FYI, you'd be pleased with me. I think, think Tim, you might be as well. I picked up Jedi Fallen Order uh, during its sale at Stadia, so yes. I picked that up. But the game that's been taking my time right now that maybe we can have a quick conversation about, game formerly known as Gods and Monsters, ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about Immortals Phoenix Rising. Again, big thanks to Ubisoft for sending us uh, review copies for that one as well. And I got about two, two and a half hours into it, and I am enjoying it. Uh, it is it is Breath of the, Wor- Breath of the Wild Light. Breath of the Wild Light-esque. It is definitely inspired by it. You can Or you can see parallels. Uh, it's definitely got Assassin's Creed feelings in it. Uh, I would say the, 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 I, I struggle to understand what the audience is that they're going for. And so what I mean by that is it feels like it's PG 13. It feels like Pixar might've written it. Like there's this kind of like, there's some double entendres in the jokes. There's some, you know, there's, there's Prometheus and Zeus having these conversations, this continual narration that kind of goes over it. There's a lot of breaking of the fourth wall in relation Zeus to Zeus is not a PG thirteen guy, if you yes. know anything about no. real Greek mythology. Yes, yeah, so it's so it's, it's so it's really interesting. I struggle to figure out like where is that where is that where is that spot? Do you know what I mean? I think I think because of the narration, because of the characters that they're building there, the dialoguing, it's difficult to say where it's almost like they were like, hey, if we had Assassin's Creed, how could we make it less mid 20 year olds playing it and more like 13 year olds playing it? Less murdery. It, less murdery and more goofy. And so that kind of feels like what it pulled into. But I'm going to say I think it, it plays really well. I'm having a ton of fun playing it. Uh, the combat feels good. I do admire the voiceover work. Like, it's good work there. But it's also like, could I also mute you? Could we also stop talking? Because that would be brilliant. They have some nice overview hub, hub systems of it. I'm, I think it's great so far. Hmm. I, I know, Marty, you've been playing a bit of it. You have some thoughts on it? I'd love to hear. Uh, so I got in about 45 minutes of it earlier uh, before I had to go do something else. And I got to the point, if you... you Justin, I had just gotten through the first. Um, what are the what are the other dimensions that you go to? What is that called? I, I'm going to call them trials. Uh, yeah, essentially. Trial. So the first trial in the game that you go to, you get an axe and you get a uh, a wing mm-hmm. attachment that lets you double jump and float. Yeah. And I just gotten that and jumped across the bridge that you're able to get to okay. across yep. there, uh, going toward what I think is probably the first boss fight, which is a griffin. Yeah. Um, so it's- here's the thing. Uh, I thought that it was good, mm-hmm. but the first, and I said this out loud when I, when like I first like got climbing and everything else, I said, Oh, this is breath of wild, breath of the wild on a budget. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, and so that's how the, it's breath on a budget. And yep. um, it feels here, here's the thing. I really want to like it because I think it does a lot of things well. I think like the voiceover and the storytelling is really good. The art style is really good, if not a little gen- tad generic for your character. Sure. Yeah. It's super generic for Phoenix. Um, I, I would have much rather like at the beginning, for those of you who have not played it, Phoenix is a, a shield bearer who's involved in a battle and they're out on the ocean 
coming home and a storm hits the boat and it wash, he washes up on the shore. And you go through this really rudimentary character creation thing that's also kind of funny because, like, as you're creating the character, Zeus and Prometheus are commenting on your choices. Yeah. And you're like, oh, he, he chose the blue eye, you know, eyes like uh, Azul or something like, you know. So it's it's commenting because they're tell- Prometheus is telling the story of Phoenix to Zeus. So he's, like, building it as it goes. But it just, it was real super generic. And, like, I would have much rather them centered in on a really, really good design for the main character, other than have it be some something that looks like out of a creator wrestler from WWE games from 2002. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like very, that description. It's kind of plasticky. <laughs> and I know it's probably not as bad on like PS5 and next gen systems, but come on guys. Uh, the other thing is um, I want to find the person who came up with the far sight mechanic uh, where you have to go into Farsight and like look around and the controller vibrates and you have to tag different things. Mm-hmm. To I would like to take them outside and beat them with a sack of doorknobs. <laughs> it's stupid. It's awful. It is going to decrease my enjoyment of the game eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for those of you uh, who haven't played it yet, your first task after your first fight is to climb up to the top of this giant statue which is kind of like climbing up to the top of a bell tower or something in Assassin's Creed so you can unlock that area and get the lay of the land. But it teaches you to go into foresight mode, which basically becomes this first-person view where you move a cursor around, and the closer you get to important things, it vibrates and it lights up. And eventually it will it will bring up a prompt to hit ZR where it will reveal that thing and mark it on the map. So you're playing hot and cold with a pixel? Yes. This yeah. is a I dumb way. I don't know if that's a good thing quest. or not. This is a dumb way to show your quest. It's a bad decision. Uh, it took me out of the game and made me go, hmm, am I going to have to do that all the time? Well, and, and that is the thing. Like I said before, this, this breaking of the fourth wall, they spend a lot of the game pulling you out of the game. Yeah. Hmm. And, and so, to, to, so from, from just a storytelling perspective, but then to do that much more mechanically you're like oh my gosh like yeah I, th- I get it i think it's such a shock from like breath of the wild like did not allow you to ping and find all of those things but it allowed you to discover them and it had a great mechanic with the like whoop 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 you know mm-hmm. like that encouraged exploration this just encourages me to spin around in a circle and press zr really fast and hope that i reveal everything it yeah. It, it doesn't. It, it. I was. That's. But here's the thing. That being said, uh, that's the only thing that I did not like about my first 45 minutes of the game. I'm going to be uh, interested to talk to you next week as you as you as you've got into it further, um, and maybe we can have a really good, healthy conversation about like what, yeah. what are kind of more you know, thoughts of, on it. I will say one of this. Uh, I, I do like because that sounded really negative. I want to. I want to be uh, leave on a positive note talking about that. Uh, the combat is awesome. Mm-hmm. It feels really good, and and the character overall, the control is spot on. It's like because the first trial you go through, it's is rudimentary puzzle solving, but it also involves some jumping and being able to like stop platforms and get them where you need to go and jump from platform to platform. And it just felt exactly right, and so they nailed that. Uh, and so, like, if you're Jones in for Breath of the Wild two. 
and you don't want to play Age of Calamity, but you want to play something that's kind of adventuresque like Breath of the Wild, I think this is a this is probably your sweet spot. Hmm. Hasn't been on my radar, but it, it, it's it seems like another Ubisoft open world game with a Zelda flavor. Yes, <laughs> from, and- from outward appearances. Yep. Also, it completely blows my mind that uh, Ubisoft has uh, released three open world games in a matter of six weeks. Giant open world games. Yeah, giant open world games. Yeah. Justin, I have a question. Sorry, go ahead, Derek. Oh, no, I'm done. You're good. Uh, I was going to say, Justin, I have a question for you in regards to your experience between playing the demo of this game on Stadia versus playing the actual game uh, on Switch. Sure, go ahead. That's what's my, my experience. What's, oh, yeah. What's your experience? Sure. Between I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, yes, go ahead. Uh, I, um, I think actually, to be honest, and if you caught my stream, I was having some major controller issues yeah. with, uh, with Stadia, but I don't believe that was Stadia's issue. I believe that was something wrong with my controller. Um, I think it's, I think it's quite well. Like I didn't, I didn't really, don't really notice any huge differences. Obviously graphically, the, dis- the difference is a little bit different, right? Like that's a, that's definitely there, but other than that, I, like there's nothing from a gameplay perspective that made me say, "Yeah, that's that's completely different." Okay, I don't know if that helps at all, Tim. Or no, no, that's why I, I was curious because it seemed like you had a bad experience with it. Oh yeah, I, again, I'm pretty sure that was my I did something wrong with my controller issue. Gotcha. Yeah, and I mean, there's plenty of comparison videos out there right now from lots of different uh, groups yep. comparing the graphics. And and they are they are putting out additional patches too. Ironically, with this game, they put out a patch for graphics that hit the Nintendo Switch two hours before the embargo lifted. So there was a bunch of people who had who had their actual like videos ready, and they had to go back and change it based on graphics. Um. So yeah, and there's another patch coming out in December 10th. I think they said too. So yeah. Can we talk about one thing? One last thing about this, Justin. Can we talk about? The massive, massive price tag for the gold edition of the game. Yeah, yeah, one hundred dollars. That's what's waiting for me at GameStop. I have to pick it up tomorrow. I mean, and that's the (laughs) all-in DLC pack. That's three DLCs available over the next year uh, or six months. Four months. Four months. I think April. uh, Nintendo eShop shows the last one being released April tenth. Yeah, and one DLC pack that's available right at the beginning. Yeah. Um, Tim, you obviously went in for that, so you yep. think it's worth it. I'm not judging you. Uh, that sounded really judgy, but it to be. It's, it's obviously you think that that's you know what what made you want for especially for a brand new IP to go right. all in on that. Uh, the the season pass I thought would help, and it sounds like the the DLC is going to be pretty big coming in. So I figured why not just buy it up front and. Uh, I didn't play. I didn't play it, the demo. I didn't get a chance to play the demo. I already put in to buy the pre-order before I even downloaded the demo on Stadia. Uh, but um, just the the video itself for the type of gameplay and the, the the game mechanics of it intrigued me or interested me. And the story it gave me that God of War feel back. I think before I mentioned kind of like I I loved playing God of War on the PSP. So. It gave me that kind of feel of that. Obviously, a little bit, like you said, PG more more PG thirteen than the God of War R rating that you should probably have. <laughs> but um, that's the feel I got from it, especially with the game mechanics, where it looked like it could potentially be a, another hack and slash type game too. Um, 
with what it does. So I'm excited to try to play it and hopefully I'll be able to pick that up tomorrow. And, uh, ex- but yeah, it's basically just to pay for the DLC and then get the extras that come with it. Like the, the extra di- digital stuff. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on it next week, Tim. I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping to be able to jump into it. So. Yep. Hmm. Justin, I think you had a couple more games you've been playing. No, that was it. Those were the big ones I wanted to talk about. Awesome. Well, Tim, it's over to you then. All right. Yeah. So, like I said, I haven't. They, GameStop called me up today three times to say, hey, come pick up your game. <laughs> they wanted wow. me to come get it. And I was like, dude, I'm coming to get it tomorrow. <laughs> but what I've been playing is, I'll they, first I'll they, start They off. need that real estate for those PS5s and Xboxes. Yes. I, they need to move that uh, that gold edition out of there. Uh <laughs> So, uh, before I jump into the Nintendo Switch, I, I have been playing uh, one game on Xbox X Cloud, and that's Slay the Spire. I never got to play that game. Hmm. So, because it was on, uh, you know, the Game Pass, uh, I started that, and I can see why a lot of people like that game. It's uh, a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it um, because it's... Um, I like card battle games, card based uh, battle games, and it's very straightforward in what it, its presentation is. Is basically you pick a character, at least what I played so far, and you got to get your way up through the path. And it kind of reminded me a little bit of the Street Pass game, the first Street Pass game of uh, um, where you you know you're the person going through the path, uh, you're the me character going through the path to get different hats and stuff. Do you guys remember that the mm-hmm. Street Pass yeah. game? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's what this game kind of reminded me of, because you had to pick your path where you're going to go. And then depending on your path, you would fight different things or access different treasures or uh, things to help build up your character. So that aspect of it reminded me of that, which is pretty cool. But the, again, it's the card base. You get some cards and you build on your cards as you beat each um, part of that path. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you build up your deck. So I... I had a lot of fun and I keep thinking about that game and I know it's a good game if I keep thinking about it after you're done playing it. Right. So I want to get back to that. And I, I'm tempted even, even though I'm playing this for free and I have played a couple of levels, uh, to buy it for the switch. Yeah. I was going to say, I know it's on switch cause I was, when I was on vacation, uh, friends had it and they were playing it and they seemed to really enjoy it. They but they were also huge fans of deck building games. So this was right yes. down their alley. Yes, I, I like a good deck building game. I mean, I'm a big Magic the Gathering fan, so um, I used to play it a long time ago. I don't play as much anymore, so I like finding these type of games that kind of built on build on that. So no pun intended. <laughs> uh, uh, so Nintendo Switch games I've been playing Boomerang Foo with my son. Of course, he tries to play that uh, with me as much as we can. Um, and then at more Animal Crossing New Horizons, especially with uh, uh, Turkey Day being done and now getting into the Toy Day stuff that they call it. Um, starting to collect some of those toys with our community. Uh, uh, lots of people trying to swap, you know, hey, I got the per- I got the blue tent. I'll trade you for the yellow tent and all that kind of stuff. So that kind of thing going on in the community. Community is a lot of fun. So you can build up your inventory. And I'm just waiting for the Christmas stuff. I want to be able to decorate, you know, like I did for Halloween, I want to be able to do the same thing for Christmas. So I'm looking forward to that stuff. It's a very cruel trick that they played on me the other day that the very first day after Thanksgiving, it snowed in my town. And yes. then <laughs> I, I was, I wasn't able to play for a couple of days. I go back today and everything's still orange. Yes. Like, come oh. on. 
it's building up to i think it's the 11th uh some somewhere around december 11th or something like that i think is when it will start getting the some more of the winter-esque stuff I, i really like the halloween event because i think they got it out soon enough where like you could take your time and build up the decorations and everything you know as far as like decorating your whole island with the jack-o'-lanterns and everything yes but the the thanksgiving one was i like the event itself but i was disappointed that we didn't get all those thanksgiving items or that there wasn't more to that yeah like make all of those uh make all of those seasons or make all of those holidays a big deal yeah Uh, make them available right away so that you can decorate and i want like i wanted to be able to decorate the whole island and that's the way i feel on december 1st yeah yeah They've shown but I can't yet. These big light up trees and all kinds of other stuff. Right. Where is that? I don't want to wait till the eleventh. You don't want to time travel. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't, I don't. <laughs> you don't want to be a time pirate. No, I'm not a time pirate. Time crimes. Yes. yes. <laughs> all right. Um, let's see. Animal Crossing, Fortnite. A little bit more Fortnite. Obviously, couldn't play when that. I I missed out on going to see the live uh, event. Um, but my kids got to see it, so I got and I went back and watched you got uh you guys do your thing. Uh Justin and Marty, I, I watched that replay. So oh that was cool. I, I wanted to mention during the I, I also watched that uh live stream and when it hit that trench run when the music changed, yes. I'm like, that's gonna get a copyright hit. And it did. <laughs> yeah. Ten yeah. seconds. I had a silence, ten seconds of audio from that video. And Sorry, it took buddy. YouTube over eight hours to process it. Of course. Because they deprioritize live streams versus pre-recorded. Oh, man. That was a cool scene, though. It was definitely cool. <laughs> Very fitting. Um, so I'm really excited about seeing the new stuff, uh, especially what we talked about earlier. If Mandalorian's already got me excited, so I can't wait to be able to get some time to jump into there and do that. But it, for sure, if Samus comes out, It's if that's a thing. Uh, it's it's going to be over. So <laughs> that would actually get me to play a little bit of Fortnite, probably. Yes. And I and because of Mandalorian, and it's unfair that the the child isn't until you don't get that until level one hundred, mm-hmm. I think. But it's making me want to possibly pay for. <laughs> oh wow! To get that. Oh, they know so, what they're doing. They yeah. know what they're doing. So oh, yeah, definitely. We'll see. We'll see. Right now, like. It's a good thing I can't jump in it right now because I probably would have done it. So a <laughs> um, couple of games I got to play is a couple of racing games. One that came out on the 27th and one that came out today. Uh, in fact, I think the one that came out today is a little, just double check before I say it real quick. I have this up. It was. Um, Absolute Drift was the one that came out today. Uh, the It's a. Um, Racing, top-down racing game, kind of that RC Pro-Am look, you know, when you're looking down at the at the type of thing. But the mechanic in this is to drift as much as possible. And you're trying to learn how to continually drift and how to um, basically get as close to walls or tag things with when, while you're drifting and be able to just take the corners really well at a fast pace and beat the times. Um and get the and also there's tasks in there too so you can get uh certain tasks like you know um they call it clipping where you can clip something like a um a pole or something where you just clip it and that gives you points 
And if you clip certain things so many times throughout your course, you, you get a check mark for that item. Or if you've drifted for more than three seconds, you know, you get uh, a check mark for that box. So there's a lot of those elements in this game. Unfortunately, the controls are very touchy and you got to have a good, either a good rhythm to what you're doing with the drifting, a steady hand, or just it's got to click and it hasn't clicked for me yet on how to get that drifting going because when I was playing it and I was doing a stream of this and the other one I'm about to talk about um, of driving and trying to drift, I just could not find that sweet spot. There, there would be like a certain time, like a certain point where I felt like I was hitting it, but the courses are timed. So in certain spot so or you do a couple three laps and then you're done so as soon as i got the feel of the laps or the feel of the drift it was like the, either the time was up or my my lap was done and it was like okay then i got taken out of that moment and then i got put back in if i wanted to try to get some more tasks done um or objectives done and then i just lost that feel so it was very frustrating to me and and this is where jesse was talking about how frustrating his game was uh pick lock it was like this game was frustrating me because i couldn't get that sense of drifting feel down and i had to stop playing that game um so during the stream and so i was like okay i gotta put this down um when i first started the stream i actually started with this game electro ride which actually came out on uh the 27th it's called electro ride the neon racing um it's a racing game that's um kind of looks like i think was it called party crashers uh racing game uh where it's got the neon cars and uh atmosphere and uh but this is just straight up racing game and it has some uh 80s synth synthesizer music which is really cool i really dig the music in the game um but again the controls I could not get the controls. This one frustrated me the most. This was the first game I played in the stream. And uh, I think one guy built this game too, uh, Sylvester Osik. So I give him all the credit in the world. You know, if you're <laughs> one guy building a game, I give you all the credit in the world for building this. Hmm. It's just the style of racing games that I play, like say Need for Speed, which was the last game I played after on the stream. Because I was like, okay, I'm going to play a game I'm more familiar with, which was Need for Speed, Hot Pursuit, Hot Pursuit Remastered. I played that some more. Um, which I really enjoyed, but the electro ride was just trying to get used to the controls. Now in this game, its feature is, uh, not only the aesthetic, but you pick a color, a neon color, and that color you have to drive through to get your boosts if you see it on the track. So the three colors are the neon blue, neon yellow, and neon pink, I think. So if you go, you can change your colors through the track by going through color uh, stars on the track. So you could, if you go through one of those colors, that's the stripe you need to hit in order to hit the boost and in order to win the course. No problem with that. I know there's a few games. I think even like, I think was it fast RMX did that Mm -hmm. Uh, had where it went through the colors and that's, if you got the right color, then you went through and went faster uh, but anyways, this game is you go through that color on the on the track and you went faster. The only problem with this was as soon as you hit that color, if you hit the steering wheel at all, you lose control. You're you're off the track because you hit the, the wheel a certain way. You're off the track or you're spinning out of control 
or you're heading towards a turn and you can't get the drift yet. And I couldn't even figure out the drift in that game. because If I didn't <laughs> break, it was like nothing was drifting. So I don't know if it was because of the car or whatever, but it was very frustrating to get, try to figure that one out. And so that's when I, you know, we jumped into absolute drift, tried that out and got frustrated and then jumped into need for speed, hot pursuit remastered for the switch. And, uh, that one I really enjoyed and made up for my frustrations for the other two racing games. <laughs> uh, but I know a few people in our chat asked uh, a couple times, like because EA brought out both Burnout Paradise City uh, and Need for Speed for the Switch. And they asked, which one would you get over the other if you could only pick one? And I think if when those games originally came out, I probably would have picked Burnout Bur- Paradise City. Uh, but now that they're remastered enough for the Switch, I actually prefer Need for Speed Hot Pursuit because of the ability to jump into a race, get it done, and jump back out in the overwheel world and then pick another race. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas in Paradise City Hot Pursuit, or I even think, um, um, I can't think of the other the other Need for Speed games where they're more open world driving around and you go through and you hit a stoplight and then you pick you know, you're doing that race. Uh, it's a little overwhelming at times. So I do like the aspect of being able to pick your races in the hot pursuit version of it. So nice. Those, those are the games I've been playing. Cool. <clears throat> awesome. I'm just going to talk about one game here. Cause we've, everybody has covered all the games. I've been playing been playing Fortnite, been playing immortals, been playing age of calamity. Uh, I've also been playing. Um, actually, I'll just talk about two. Uh, and this one, just to mention it, because I think it's brilliant. I think a lot of people may have missed it by this point. I think you need to go back and pick it up. Uh, and Tim, your mention of card-based games got me thinking about this one. Uh, I recently realized I had never finished Steam World Quest yeah. uh, by Image and Forms, yeah. or Image and Form. And uh, I love this game. Uh, I am working my way through it. I'm now farther than I was. I went back and restarted it. And so now I'm farther than I was in the beginning uh, and I'm really, really, really enjoying it. It's got some really snappy, smart writing. Uh, And once you really begin to understand how the card uh, mechanic works, as well as stacking attacks for different characters to get bonuses, the game really sings. Mm, I think that was uh, one of my top games last year. Yeah. it's uh, How many chapters are there, by the way? (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) I think I'm on like chapter six or seven. Now I feel like I'm you might be near the end then because I don't think there was that yeah. more much more than that. Uh, it's just it's like all of the it's Steam been World games. It's just been like a year and a half since I played that game, and uh, I, I think you you know go back and look at maybe one of those games that's on sale right now. Uh, it's definitely worth a pickup. But I've also been playing, and we got a code for this. Uh, I've been playing John Wick Hex, oh. uh, and by playing. I mean, I played it one time for 30 minutes and I've not booted it up again because I got so frustrated. I wanted to snap my Switch in half. The game played you? Yes. That's not a good good. This is Justin and I had a little chat about this earlier, and he said he laughed when I asked for it because it did not (laughs) seem like a game that would be up my alley. I'm going to just be honest about it. I thought it was an entirely different type of game than it is. When you describe the type of game in, in, in Discord, you know, Tim goes, that sounds like a Jesse game. I'm like, maybe it's kind of mixing yeah. genres that, you know, that I do and don't like. So number one thing that you need to know about this game, if you're picking it up, is it is absolutely not kid-friendly. 
Uh, it is Wick. a John Wick. <laughs> yeah, if game. at any point you thought John Wick was yeah. kid friendly, we have yeah. a different conversation. Uh, yeah, it's I just but that warning is out there. Language warning, lots of death. Uh, you do play as John Wick, but you do it from kind of what we've already mentioned, like an isometric uh, view, uh, kind of overhead, kind of two point five D ish. Uh, and you are making your way through um, a chapter in his life by moving him almost like a board game piece. And everything you do, which from the very beginning, guys, they there's no tutorial and they overwhelm you with this these huge menus full of options for you to do. Oh, like that's not walk, a good way to go. You can mm-hmm. run. You can hide. You can take somebody down with a fist. You can shoot them. You can slide. You can, um, it's, and every one of these options has a time that it takes to complete. At the top of the screen is a giant meter with all that's going on in real time. And when you add actions to it, it begins to change and stack up, showing when your actions will occur versus enemy actions. So it ends up being this completely analytical, strategic game that I think whiffs on capturing the spirit of John Wick. Mm-hmm. And and that's like mm-hmm. I thought that I was getting at the most like I had seen pictures uh, and you know of the game and the actual gameplay of it. I thought I was getting a game like um, what was it? It came out on the iPad a few years ago. Was it Hitman Go? Oh yeah. And, Tomb Raider Go or Lara Croft Go, I think is what it was called, where like you would move and you would have to like sneak up behind people and assassinate them and do things Mm -hmm. like that. That's what I thought this game was. Uh, But I'm sure there are people out there who are really into this, but y'all, it really feels like, (laughs) this is the only way I describe it, it feels like a John Wick simulator. Oh, God. And that just... That and that property do not work well together for me. If you want to see it in action, I'm going to have a video up on the channel this weekend. Uh, just go over to youtube.com backslash Nintendo Dads and you can share in some misery uh, with me. I don't now. Now, that being said, I don't think that makes this a bad game. There's obviously a lot. It's just of not the game you wanted or the source mm. material. It just doesn't land right with me. OK, and that's like, OK. And it yeah, is okay. It happens. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's. Uh, th- I'm not going to give it a bad review based on that fact. Right. I just I wanted something different. Yeah, it's the same with the racing games. Is it just didn't land right with me? I could. I. I just me as a player couldn't figure out the controls of those games. So. So Keanu Reeves is uh, in two games in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, and this has already been out on other platforms, I think on Steam ah, uh, and yeah. other places for months uh, yeah. already. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. most people already, if, if they've wanted to know about it, they know it. They know what to expect. I just thought John Wick, pew, pew, lots of Russians <laughs> dying. Um, not that there's anything wrong with Russians. Just saying. Uh, well, there goes our Russian fan base now. Jeez. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's. Uh, it's just not for me. It may be for you, though. Going back mm-hmm. to SteamWorld real quick, uh, Mecca answered the question of how many chapters are in it, and I verified it. 19. So I guess you got a while to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. 
Oh my gosh, I thought like I'm I'm so close to finishing this game. Nope. And by the way, if you're a pro Stadia member, you get that game for free. <laughs> oh, and since Tim talked about a Nintendo game, I'm talking about it too. I uh, played through and beat Spider-Man Miles Morales in about five days. Nice, nice. Oh, so good. <laughs> it's so good, and there's so there's a lot of different like little bitty changes between it and the original that just are are kind of enhance the the like a user yeah. experience, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but if you even if you don't have a PS5, pick this up on PS4. If you have one, it, you owe it to yourself. It's nice. fantastic, y'all. Nice. Somebody, somebody's getting that for Christmas. Yeah. There you go. Oh, nice. okay. Tim's getting that for Christmas. I'll try to act surprised <laughs> when I open it. Thanks, Tim. Uh, guys, that's what we've been playing. Let's turn on the community spotlight real quick. Yes, before Derek falls asleep. Uh, Derek, for our listeners who maybe aren't familiar with you or your past work or what you're doing right now, uh, we just want to take a minute for you to just kind of highlight where you are, what you're up to, where people can find and interact with you, uh, maybe projects you have on the horizon you're excited about, anything. Mm -hmm. This is basically your chance to turn this into uh, Good Vibe Gaming Dads. All right? Have at it. Hi, uh, I am uh, Derek Brenner, of course, uh, formerly of Game Explained, was there for quite a while, but decided to strike out on my own uh, along with Ash Paulson and Steve Bowling. And uh, we did we crafted Good Vibes Gaming together, which basically just gives us the freedom to do the projects we wanted to do and not be so tied down to schedules. Uh, one of the big things that we're, we're doing as part of that is a show called Today's News Tonight that we mm. stream to our patrons and then goes up the following morning. We try to go for the night, but it just takes a little too much editing so we couldn't get it up on time. Uh, we were doing that five days a week, but I think starting next week, it's just uh, going to cut it down to three days a week. Just because, one, news has been really light. It's that time of year where news does get light. And two, we want time to get our other projects done. Like we have feature ideas. We have reviews that we want to get done and uh, just try to expand more upon the channel than just a week, a weekly a weeknight news show. Uh, try to move beyond that. And I think that's the thing that Good Vibes is really going all about. We want to be as inclusive as possible, really highlight voices that you might not hear normally. And, uh, just expand upon that really show what this community is capable of and just, you know, spread good vibes, I guess. <laughs> um, but the, the, the personal projects I'm working on is uh, age of calamity review. Uh, I want to work on a review or at least some kind of highlight of fire emblem shadow dragon and the, uh, and the blade of light. I think it's what the full title is. And uh, after that, there's a feature series. I want to try to start working on that. I've had in my, head for a while that I want to start um, trying to make that happen. It's just not going as fast as you'd as uh, I would before because, you know, Kai <laughs> son yep. needs taken care of and yes. that's fine. I'm just taking my time on that and just prioritizing what prioritizing what I need to. But yeah, we're uh, just sort of getting our footing out there. Uh, you can find us at good vibes gaming. We have our own Patreon at GV gaming. If you ever want to watch those uh, news streams, live yourself we have a pre-show pre-show and post-show for everybody and uh, i'm a member there 
<laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> it, I, I think it's a lot of fun and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty proud of what we've accomplished so far and looking forward to just expanding and growing and getting those other ideas out there as time goes on. Nice. What's been, do you mind me asking, what's been like the biggest kind of, uh, I don't want to say necessarily aha moment, but maybe challenge that you have been facing as you kind of move out and branch onto your kind of your own, uh, own platform. Um, because I think of, you know, having been with game explain as long as you have, right. And then kind of to your point, getting through your own work now, is there any challenges or anything that you've been facing with that or what's that been like? The, the it's weird because it's, it's so hard to, uh, truly compare them at this point, just because mm-hmm. it has been, uh, so baby focused at the same time so sure. i can't just yeah, yeah. Do, do that like i i uh i don't know what i'd be capable of putting out there uh you know sans baby not that i want to think about that because mm-hmm. love having the baby um but the biggest adjustment i guess has been you know i was being part of game explain we were a size that was a sizable channel it's funny to go back it's it's, it's interesting to go back to where you put out a video and like ah by this point i'd have this many thousand views and oh we're up to this point so it's sort of readjusting the expectations mm-hmm. on there mm-hmm. and that's a bad thing it's just one of those things that you have to kind of put your head around sure um and yeah we're I, we, we put out a video and we're counting it in terms of tens of views <laughs> yeah it, it's it's one of those things where you just gotta adjust your uh thought process and what you're um thinking of but i, I think it's you know with the biggest challenge of course is just figuring out what works what doesn't uh just knowing when to adjust and trying to find a nice balance for everyone and it's the growing pains that we're going through right now and just figuring out what works best for us and i think we'll eventually get there where it feels good that's great I mean, it feels good now but it just mean you know nice well-oiled machine i guess is the best way to put it yeah, there's a lot of growing pains around around those things, right? And even even working, you know, you've worked with Ash and and uh, and Steve for for a long time, right? But now it's kind of mm-hmm. a different different lens, right? And there's different different perspectives on it as well. So that's great. Yeah, Are you guys. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, it's it's just interesting, uh, especially with things things happen, and I don't have to immediately jump into a news update or stuff like that. I can take my time and not have to worry about keeping an eye on things. Yeah. Essentially, twenty four seven. Yeah. Was that, you know, and, you know, we don't have to as well, but like, is that one of the, one of the things that you've, you know, really kind of drew you to this, to doing kind of your own pieces is, is obviously your life was changing. Um, and this kind of allowed for a little bit of different flexibility or, or different, uh, uh, lifestyle, I guess, maybe what I'm, I guess maybe we're squaring up there. Yeah. It was, it was really easy to just get, uh, you know, I, I had, I've spoken about this before where you so worried about missing news that you're afraid to go out and do things. And this allows me to not have to be as concerned about that. I don't have to worry about, you know, a new trailer came out, re-upload it and get on it right away. I can sort of decide what interests me and go from there. Like I did because I, I wasn't planning to do analysis like videos for the channel, mm-hmm. but then neo the world ends with you was announced like you know what (laughs) i kind of dig this i want to sure show more about it so it's just sort of nice to be able to do whatever i want that's fantastic and you guys have guests on every couple times as well i was catching a couple episodes always sound good uh great as well to hear that Mm -hmm. yeah we've been trying to branch out whether it's big names or small names we just want to highlight just a wide variety of people and from all backgrounds it's really cool to have and show what you know 
granted we're you know with three with three white guys but we want to try to highlight the minor the minor voices out there and sure. get them promoted yeah that's great man yeah cool well Derek, uh here's the deal we right. want to thank you for joining us on the show tonight of course mm-hmm. uh and because you are in the unique situation of being a brand new dad uh if you need to cut out and and head to bed and get some much needed sleep mm-hmm. uh then we would we want you to do that. But if you want to stick around for our Q&A time, uh, you can do mm-hmm. that as well. The problem is, is a lot of times we don't know how late that's going to run. Uh, I, I'm Considering it's almost 1 o'clock for me here, I'm probably going to cut and run. I appreciate yeah. it. This has been a lot of fun, though. Well, Great. we want to appreciate – we really appreciate your time, especially you being in that new dad position. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we, wish, we wish you the best of luck uh, Thank you. in that. Uh, it is truly an awesome time. That you're in, uh, and we got to see on the pre-show some mm-hmm. uh, baby time there, and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yes. So you go get some rest. We wish you and the guys over at Good Vibes a ton of success, and mm-hmm. uh, we are interested uh, to see what the future holds for you guys and everything. And like I said, just thanks for taking some time for the Nintendo Dads tonight. Yeah, we appreciate it. It was a lot of Thank fun. Thank you very much. Appreciate you guys, and uh, – it's it's interesting. The last time I was here, I was not a dad. Now I'm now I'm a dad. So. <laughs> Life, ch- yeah, amazing how that works. Yeah, funny that. <laughs> right. Well, uh, thanks for hanging out with us, and uh, we'll see you again sometime. Yeah, get yeah, some rest. Absolutely. You guys take, take care. You too. Right. Take care. Thanks. Good night. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. Well, as he is uh, clicking out there, let's uh, run over here and hit some questions as we round out the show. Uh, Eric Plunk uh, asked us about Game Boy games rumored to be coming to Nintendo Switch Online. I think we've already kind of covered that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that it would be fantastic. I think that's one of those things that, you know, for a while the Game Boy uh, Classic was talked about. Mm-hmm. You don't need a Game Boy Classic if you just bring them to the Switch. Correct. There you go. Uh, Jesus Amada says this. He says, and we didn't touch on this, so I'm, I'm glad that he asked this. He said, I was seriously excited about Super Nintendo World and was making plans to go to Japan and visit that in the Olympics. COVID had other plans. Oh, well, mm-hmm. I'm excited for it to open. And by the way, as you guys are hearing this, February 4th, 2021 is the set date for Super Nintendo World to open in Japan, not in the U.S., just Japan. Uh, he says, and uh, and more that we're going to have one in the U.S. too. Are you dads excited for it? Do you have any plans or desires to visit the theme park when it does open slash COVID goes away? Have a great show. Um, so I oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so the pictures are out there that yeah. you can go and look up right now of a general view of Super Nintendo Land. Uh, the very first ride, the Mario Kart experience, as well as the trophies and a giant stone Bowser statue. They're all part of that. Super cool looking. Uh, Justin, what were you going to say there? Uh, 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 yeah, I actually had plans to go to Japan this February. We uh, we as the as the larger family, we had the uh, we had everything tucked away, and our intent was to go in February to to be there for the uh, for the event. And uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to. So that was actually going to be our February family holiday. Uh, so it was very disappointing. But um, sure, look at that's kind of the way life is sometimes, right? So outside of our control. But uh, when it does reopen, we we definitely intend on going. Awesome. Yeah, so it's there. Uh, Tim, Jesse, any of any uh, future interest in doing this uh, when it comes stateside? 
I'm yes. not a theme park fan. It's you know mostly lines and spending five times as much for food and drink than you should. I though I'll probably want to go once just to say that I've done it, mm-hmm. but I'll likely wouldn't go more than that. Like I did, I did Universal Studios for my honeymoon, and I've done a few smaller ones over the years. Like I, but I haven't really done any theme parks, you know, since my honeymoon, like twelve years ago. Yep, and for. For us, I talked about this with my wife. I said, uh, she knows I'm very interested in both going to Japan because that's on my wish list of trips to do is to go to Japan. Um, it's like, and I've heard somebody else mention it's like the Mecca, you know, for us video game fans. You gotta go to mm-hmm. Japan, right? So I want to do that. But now with this added to it, I, I said with her kind of half jokingly, just kind of, I guess, you know, you know how you joke with your wife just to kind of, feel her out understand you know is uh, yeah i'm kind of joking but if you know if you're not laughing you like the idea then i'm serious you know? <laughs> so i was like you know maybe for our 25th anniversary we could go to japan you know because that'll give it some time hopefully we won't have no more covid because our 25th is in uh 2026 oh okay so yeah. um it'll give it some time hopefully it won't be as you know as busy as being because it's not so new and since the U.S. will probably be newer by that time, if it opens by that time, you know, going to Japan would probably be better. So that's that's my hope. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep poking at that one. Maybe you yeah, know. Yeah, I think it's uh, 2022, <laughs> 2023. Yeah. Uh, when they're when they're looking at the U.S. one open. Okay. So, so uh, Japan is my Japan is my bucket list travel as well. Yeah. I've I, I have flown out of country when I was like in high school, and haven't since. And, you know, and, you know, and my wife and I have, have talked about this before. So she knows that that's kind of, I don't like travel, but I will be willing to travel there. And like her, her bucket list trip, she wants to, she, she likes to do cruises. And so she hasn't done one since she was in, <laughs> since she was in high school. Right. And knowing I don't like humidity and heat, she's thinking maybe like Alaskan cruise. There you go. So those are our kind of our, our, our long term. Bucket list trips. I, so, yeah, uh, yeah, there's definitely interest in whether it be the Japan one or the U.S. one if it ever opens. I was told back in 2010 after an international flight that I can never fly internationally again uh, due to a blood clot. Uh, oh, man. Hit my lungs. So uh, I will not be going to Nintendo World in Japan uh, okay. if it, when it does open here, that is, that's, that's like the trip. I, I will be go. like a kid in a candy store. So yeah, definitely want to do that. Well, we're just going to do dad con there, right? And yeah, that's in the book of room. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, all of you guys paying to come to dad con will pay for us to go to Super Nintendo. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's how it works. Right. Uh, so yeah. Uh, did we have any questions over on Twitter guys? I think I saw one. I, I think I saw one, but it was something we were going to cover on news anyway, so I didn't write it down. Right. Uh, I just want to be sure that we're getting everybody because, you know, hey, uh, let's see. You're... Well, while you're looking that up, do you want to play the voicemail? Yeah, let's do that. Do it. This is from Bruce Patterson. If Nintendo started making beer, what flavors would they be? 
like, for instance, Donkey Kong, would that be a brown ale? What are your thoughts? Wow. This this may have come off the fact that I'm doing a beer advent calendar, wow. uh, and I've been posting about it on social media. Uh, my initial thoughts here, Bruce, first, great question. Second, I think uh, Lynx Pale Ale would be very would be uh would be appropriate um i think samus would be have like a a blood orange kind of uh beer associated with it um what else say for for links drink is like normally like milk and things like that but i don't think you can turn milk into an alcohol without it going bad can you (laughs) <laughs> no, and he, did, and he did. He did say beers specifically. Uh, I definitely think uh, Donkey Kong would be like an oatmeal stout, like kind of a a real a real thick kind of product. Um, ooh, that's a great question, though. What else do you guys think? I'm not a beer person, so I don't even know like half of what you're even talking about. All right, Justin. Here's here's a couple <laughs> thoughts I have. So, yep. um, I I don't drink beer too often either but um i do like to try them still to to try to find my you know the one that i do like mm-hmm. um but i'm i'm stuck on trying to figure out a couple of things one is is hard ciders considered anything along those lines uh, so, can be i have no issues with that sure who would who would fit in that bill you know mm. who would fit in a hard cider type bill and then two what would kirby be mm. Anything it what consumes. Kind of, oh yeah. <laughs> what kind of beer would Kirby be? <laughs> what kind of beer would Kirby be? Uh, Kirby would be. He would be the flavor of the season. Kirby, I think Kirby, so. Kirby would be the deepest, darkest, because of the the deep Kirby lore. Okay. Uh, yeah. But cake flavored. Cake flavored. <laughs> Kirby B. Kirby would be. Yeah, oh my gosh, that's a great question. Uh, I don't know. He'd just be seasonal. He's a seasonal. Yeah, beer. yeah. I'd have to go with that one. Because um, <laughs> he could do I whatever. Th- yeah, I think you're you're like hard cider. I I think like Luigi's a hard cider kind of guy. Oh yeah, that's good thought. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like a hard pear cider. Okay. That's kind of what I'm thinking. And that would there. mean that, that Waluigi is non-alcoholic beer. Correct. Because <laughs> he, he is no fun. Yeah, exactly. It's not that he's no fun. <laughs> he's no fun. Well, we got a little Earth. breaking news here. What's that? Oh, uh, Nintendo just sent a tweak, which includes a YouTube video that has been removed by the uploader. That and a link to an Atlas.com page that. Where the site isn't yet live, but it says Persona 5 Strikers, name change, will be coming to Nintendo Switch, PS4, and Steam on February 23rd. Huh. Hmm. Obviously, that was not meant to go out yet. Right. So, breaking news. Literally. There you go. Wow. All right. Okay. That makes sense. Cool. That'd be good timing. And we. we we had I had that as we heard a, r- a rumor of it being listed from Asian retailers being released in, in English mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for that same date, but this is now more confirmation that that's likely true. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Persona Five Strike uh, with the Strikers. 
or whatever yeah. that game the Persona it, it, Five. It, it was Scramble. Now it's Strikers. Okay. Uh, War- Wario sixty four is also picked up on it. So yeah, it's for sh- it's for sure. Yeah, I and hopefully that. May- I wonder if that means that we'll get Persona Five for Switch around that time or right before as well. I hope so. I would. I hope to be royal and not vanilla because you know I, I already bought and played vanilla. When I can get a PS5, I'll get a digital copy of it for free because that's part of their deal, and uh, which I won't play. And I don't want it on the Switch version for a, a version that I won't play. I want a new version that I want to play. Right. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, so, guys, I believe, if I'm not incorrect, that that is episode 307 of Nintendo Dads. We want to thank you for hanging out with us, uh, as well as Derek Bittner from Good Vibe Gaming uh, for hanging out with us. Uh, and y'all, you guys go over there and check him and their channel out. Lots of cool stuff happening over there. Uh, love the fact that he was talking about elevating uh, all kinds of different voices, you know, uh, big and small, whatever walks of life, uh, and just spreading the good vibes that surround our favorite hobby. Uh, we want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Chris Mears, Dave Ernsberger, and Antonio Contronio. Thank you guys for backing us at the $30 Patreon producer level. And if you want to be a patron of the show, you can head over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads for all of the details. Pick your favorite tier, dollar, $5, $10, $30. Come and help us create this wonderful community that we've got. You can head over to nintendodads.org as well for all kinds of things like links to our socials, all of our videos, tweets, and podcast episodes, and a way to get to our Tee Public store mm-hmm. where you can buy T-shirts. And right now, T-shirts and all kinds of stuff is on sale, guys. Uh, they are offering the discount, not us. So uh, we still get all the money. We can still get all your support mm-hmm. if you go over and buy something. But you get a sweet discount, uh, and you can go over to our page and find that as well. Uh, also, you can email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or call in and leave a voicemail, just like Bruce, at 929-25-N-DADS. That's 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show. And a reminder, go download us on your favorite podcast app of choice, but be sure to review us. Write a five-star review or give us a five-star review. Give us a good written review so other people can find the show. Last time I checked, we were seventh in Nintendo podcasts in the mm-hmm. United States. Darn it's right we were. Cool. Uh, and everywhere else doesn't matter because USA. Uh, <laughs> well, I think we were oh, higher boy. ranked in Canada. I don't know. We, we were yeah. higher ranked in Canada, but that's because um, there's just not as many Nintendo podcasts. Up there. Right I'm going to let that one be. I'm going to let that be. Just going to let it it's, be. It's actually, I'm confused at the logic of this, but okay. It's actually because we're super high quality. And it's because people just love Justin Madison. That's exactly it. You know, He's a I appreciate man. that. Over He's here, I'm man. I'm a national. I'm you know I'm a treasure. You know what I'm saying? A yeah, national treasure. Yeah. Well, for Justin, for Tim, for Jesse, and me, this has been episode 307 of Nintendo Dads. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. Nintendo Dads. Maple Syrup Mooses.